Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Anime is for Jerks. My name is Cass. I am Alex. And for this August episode of the podcast, we are watching the second half uh, of Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, which is episode 22 to 43. Alex, how did you feel about the second half of the show? I thought it was more interesting. A lot more happened. What surprised me? Well, I expected a lot more people to die mm. than did. Well, a lot of people died, half. but not a lot of named characters died. Right, right, right. The, uh, uh, pl- yeah. yeah, plenty of people died. There's a lot of birds, and they all need a picket carcasses. Yeah, I knew that. I, I, I think it would have been really satisfying for the Ark if Char had died, but I know he could, he couldn't because he's in he's in Zeta Gundam. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like, yeah, jumping ahead, like, at the very end, I was, like, assuming Amaro died, and then I realized that, like... No, he's in Zeta he Gundam. Di- <laughs> he couldn't... I don't... See, I don't know that. I don't... I I don't know anything about the future ones, but I... Then I also realized, A, he's probably... Yeah, he's probably... Yeah. They wouldn't give up this character, and B, he can't die if Char doesn't die, because they are mm. bound by the Red Storm yes. of Fate. Uh, the red comet of fate mm, that too um so yes so it has been a really long time since i watched the first episode of it uh or the first of this batch of episodes and i don't remember fucking shit all about it <laughs> uh let's see this was 22 uh no was it yeah, oh, yeah 22, 22 was the last one we watched 21 was the last one we watched 22 was uh the first one we watched and that we're talking about in this batch Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, my notes made it sound like Ryu died in episode 22. Mm. Um, but I was just uh, reacting probably to like a flashback, flashback yeah. or something. Uh, me. Yeah, I don't I, yeah, I don't have detailed notes. Um, bec- but Oh right, bright collapses of exhaustion. Uh, right, yeah. This is the this is the episodes where Mirai takes over, and then Amuro gets weirded out by the idea of sex and intimacy generally. Understandable, because uh, he's because he's a sixteen year old. Uh, so that's unsurprising. I'm looking up the. I'm, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> trying to remember what the context of that was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, what, what was it was it Mir- was it Mirai and bright um i don't think so uh there's a guy named job john in here <laughs> fucking job john what a legend uh, uh. frabo gives the kids a bath uh amaro and hayato <laughs> smell bad uh, oh right they, they attach they, bombs they're... to the white base is what happens in this they, episode oh wait Oh yeah, they've decided that uh, bathing is kind of revolutionary. <laughs> um, and so they they place a bunch of bombs. And in that sequence where there's like some guys who like sneak up and they fly up with jetpacks and they plant bombs in the white base, there's one guy who like he's like sweating because he's nervous and he goes to like wipe his uh, sweat off and then he realizes he has a helmet on. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I have a note for this, which is just what the fuck, and I don't know why. Uh. No, it it is when Mariah's looking after Bright that Amaro gets all weird out because he goes to look, he goes to kind of check on uh, Bright and sees Mariah kind of doting on him, 
and gets all weird about it. Fucking Mariah, man, they did her dirty. They did do her dirty. We'll talk about that. At the very least, they didn't. They didn't fully commit to doing her dirty. Uh, uh, yeah, at they least, ki- they, at least, at least they they he dies. The they they kill they kill <laughs> I the the man with big kaji energy. Uh, yeah, so there are a number of chads in in kind of the second half um, on both sides of the war, which really shows kind of how there's there are no kind of in these big kind of like imperialist wars. There's no real like good guys. There are just chads on both sides <laughs> of the conflict. Uh, I think Trump said that after the after that rally. <laughs> there are chads on both sides. Uh, on our side, we've got Slugger, uh, who's a blonde chad. Yeah. And on the other side, we've got Dozel, uh, who's a brunette chad. Both and both of them die. So pour one out for the chads. Uh. So, yeah, I, I feel like if I, if I feel like nothing is remarkable happened in this episode. Yeah, I can't really. It's, yeah, I'm uh, scrolling through and Mc, I'm like, I remember Makuve. Makuve uh, does something. Yeah, there's like some shit. It's just oh, like this is this is when. Um, oh yeah, so this is when they're getting pinned down uh by the enemies and uh they sent a distress call to yeah. like the central to, yeah, to general, general reveal and then it's yeah next episode is when matilda comes to bring uh aid yes to... and so this is the so yeah so she like pilots a ship uh to like fly and resupply them and she dies in this episode right she does. Yes. Um, or does she die in this episode or the next one? I'm pretty sure she dies in this episode. Ne- ne- next one, episode 24 oh. is when she dies. Okay. Because my t- yeah, I t- right, I t- yeah, I, t- yeah, I, t- yeah. I titled my sections and I just wrote, "No, Matilda, don't die. You're so sexy." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then this we we also get introduced to like the idea that the mechs will like stand on the fighter jets sometimes which they keep doing for the rest of the show and it looks <laughs> so real silly. stupid it's really good uh so yeah so we get yeah we get new transformer sequences yeah and then, all, and then, and then Mirai is kind of paralyzed by the responsibilities of leadership when because bright is still uh, out for the count and so Mirai has to command and she uh is a little right, overwhelmed yeah, yeah. uh yeah, this episode. Yeah, so we get the new the new Gundam stuff, like the G, the G armor for the Gundam. The G armor and the G yeah. fighter. The G I think. bull. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we initially we had the Gundam, the gun tank, and the gun cannon. Now we have the G armor, the G bull, the G fighter. Fighter and the G fighter like merges yeah, with the Gundam and together. they like fly around and it's like some weird tandem thing. And then you get in the yeah. next episode we get. Sela, who has been assigned to pilot the G fighter, learning to like fly it with Amaro, and it's very much like that bit from uh, Ava where they have to like learn to synchronize their movements perfectly to defeat the <laughs> angel. <Yeah. laughs> so not as funny. Yeah, it's not as good. Um, also, at, at this point, they at this point they've written Char out of the show for a little while. He's going to show up in a few more episodes, but he's he's been gone. But they just keep using his theme music because it fucking whips. 
Um, yeah, he's he's been he's been temporarily exiled. Yeah, he's just been sitting in a dive bar in a white linen suit, drinking whiskeys for several months now. So, um, actually, in, so we start uh, we start seeing like the beginnings of Char's comeback in the next episode, Black Tristar, um, where this is the episode where Matilda dies. Um, yeah, and I forget exactly how she dies. Uh, I think it's just. Um... Uh, one of the let's see. So like so the name of the episode Black Tristar is because they send Kaecilia. Kaecilia sends a squad of like mech assassins called Black Tristar after the White Base. Um, and uh, there's also uh, there's also a bit where like Matilda's like walking around the White Base, and then uh, uh, Kai I think asks her like, "Can I get a picture with you to send back home?" Um, right. and then everybody joins in and Kai is like the only one who's not in the picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has to set the timer and like scampers yeah. and it makes like halfway into the shot. Yeah. Uh, uh so yeah, every, everyone is super horny for Matilda. Um, yeah. And she, and she's tearing unit cohesion apart cause, uh, Frappo is getting turbo jealous again. Yeah. So they had to, they had to offer, she dies cause... Uh, when the Tristar are attacking, um, she tries to ram one, and it just fucking, like, DK uh, forward aerial uh, on her cockpit. You're going to have just... to explain that. <laughs> it just takes, like, both his fists and, like, just uh, slams slams the transport ship into the ground. I'll, 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 I'll we'll add a gif of Donkey Kong's forward air to the show notes. I will not see that. How, how that looks. I'm responsible for the show uh, notes. And so it's not quite as dramatic a death as the other ones we'd seen. Yeah, not as dramatic uh, as witness the fate of a soldier. We're I, getting, I we're throw getting... one leg out and then fall on my ass. It's not clear what kind of move I was trying to do. <laughs> well, other than... Other than other than Teddy Roosevelt's death, like <laughs> you, yeah, um, it's, yeah, and because uh, we're getting numb to this sort of thing, I think Teddy Roosevelt's death was was quite notable. I mean, that's why I thought everyone. That's why I thought everyone was going to start beefing it because it's like, yeah, it, it, the the deaths had been ramping up in the first half, culminating with Ryu, uh, and then so I thought it was like, and then and then the little slogan at the end of the show uh, will you be able to sur- will you survive uh, I assumed the answer was no <laughs> but it turns out for a lot of our our, our kids the answer is yes yeah uh, yeah and then over like the bit they do like the fucking bit from Metal Gear Solid 5 where uh Naked Snake or Venom Snake like has like the ashes Naked and he like covers. Naked Snake. Naked Snake is uh so it's a different Naked Snake. Uh, Naked Snake is Snake's <laughs> Big Boss's code name in Metal Gear Solid Three before he gets the name Big Boss. So, but yeah, over so over that whole Metal Gear Solid Five section, there's like this like fucking hilarious like sad guitar version of the opening music. <laughs> um, we also get the Spy Games in this. Yes, this, uh, in episode so. One of the like, Federation or... commanders. Is that in the next episode? Uh, twenty-five. Yeah, that's the next episode. Okay, I thought we uh, uh, 
we discussed Matilda's death. In- we did. And Matilda dies um, in episode 24, but the spy stuff happens at 25. Right, right, right. I wasn't sure if we had moved moved on. Um, so yeah, we do get the spy stuff in episode 25, because there's like a spy on board the ship, allegedly. Um, and it turns well, out that it's like, it's it's General Elron, who is like some other guy. Um, yeah. Um, and Amuro goes to like speak with him. So, well, it's, yeah. So yeah, there's another guy named Judok who is a spy i'm i i don't it's been so long since i watched this episode so they there's a guy named judok who is a spy um and he and amuro but elron is also a spy too and so amuro brings a picture that outs judok as a spy to elron and then elron is like all right well i'll just kill amuro and then yeah. and then elron gets arrested and then oh the, and this is also the battle of odessa yeah when uh so so once they take the spy out of commission he was going to kind of undermine the federation uh defense at one on one front but now that he's been hoisted they shored up and so m Cuve is like yolo i'm gonna drop an atomic bomb yeah and then amaro somehow destroys his atomic bomb by with a sword with his sword by like cutting it open which seems like a bad thing to do to a nuclear bomb yeah but well he apparently he severs like the trigger from the like the uh fuel or whatever yeah well yeah because like most it, atomic the way that atomic bombs work is that they don't they don't like go off on contact they go off like you you set a timer and then the timer sets it off um right right so uh, but if, yeah no it's, you it's, destroy a silly, the timer, it's a very it's a very silly it's thing. a very silly sequence um, Alright, and so then episode 26 It's Char, Char's back Everybody loves Char Char returns And we get the fishy suits Yes, there's a uh, bit So, so like this... um, so Char is back And then like there's all, We also intru- are introduced to another spy Miharu Miharu uh, rules Miharu is cool um, And there's like a sequence in this episode I And I forget cool, exactly I forget exactly the context Um but it like oh yeah miharu is like sending a message to like this underwater like zeon base uh and it like zooms through and it reminded me so much of that bit from the simpsons where uh like lisa buys al gore's book um and bart (laughs) buys like a book about like ufo conspiracies and then they like scan them to like check them out and then it like set it's like goes through like a tunnel and there's like lasers and like guys in like hats handing pieces of faxes to each other and then and you think it's gonna be like oh bart is uncovering the ufo conspiracy and then it just is just like mr mr vice president someone bought a copy of your book sir I, uh, yeah, I just thought it was it was so lucky that her little balloon managed oh, to yeah. land exactly where it needed to be when she threw it out the window. Also very dumb. Uh, um, but so what's up with so this so what's up with the, the Zeons being like underwater for like ten episodes? Like there's this whole I think they just have, like, like secret underwater bases so that they can spy. Because they're in, I think they're in Federation-controlled territory now. Okay. So I wasn't sure if there like, some secret underwater bases. I don't think this is symbolism. About them being swampy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if necessarily there's any symbolism. Um, yeah, and so then they meet, they all, the crew of the White Base also meets General Rebel in this episode. 
Um, and he, you know, tells them about that, like, oh, we're not going to court martial you just because you're children. Um, you know, you can <laughs> yeah. all keep you can all keep fighting, and then Fra- Frau Bo is like, "Yeah, what about people who aren't interested in joining the military?" And he's just like, well, "If you decide to leave the military now, we'd have to imprison you for at least a year." Yeah, he's like, "Congratulations, we're not court martialing you. You get to keep being child soldiers." <laughs> and they're like, "Thanks." <laughs> yeah, it's why it's yeah it's out of control, uh, but extremely realistic. Oh yeah, it's good. Um, and so uh oh yeah i don't know about amro being the awkward ta because like we forgot for like 20 episodes but he's like an amateur engineer yeah uh, and yeah so at one point like they're fixing up the the gundam and he's giving this little like powerpoint presentation <laughs> it's really oh funny. yeah 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 because he like he yeah and then um and, and kai gets really pissed about it and decides, yeah, and decides yeah, yeah. to leave the ship, and then he meets up with Miharu. Oh um, right, that's when he's yeah. She's been she's been kind of creeping around, trying to kind of yeah. uh, posing as a little like girl selling stuff, trying yeah. to ingratiate herself with the troops. Uh, and then Kai decides to go AWOL because uh, Amaro is such a bad TA. <laughs> He just, he just, yeah, he's I just leaving. I didn't quite academia. understand what Kai was mad about in that scene. <laughs> like, I, I think yeah, he I might yeah, have been mad about like Amaro yeah. being given like special privileges over him because Amaro has this like ability to like understand the Gundam and like nobody gives a shit about what yeah. Kai thinks. And and he got when they got kind of formally inducted into the military, he was given a higher rank. I think that's later and... when they get their ranks. Oh, you're right. in a couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, and just like how think, yeah. Amuro is so seamlessly like, like just fine with continuing being a soldier. Yeah. So he's like, fuck this. And then he, yeah. and then he sees Mihara. He's like, you're cool. <laughs> and this is sort of the beginning uh, of Kai's like redemption arc. Cause he's just been like a huge piece of shit this yeah. entire time. And right, by the end, right, by the right, end right. of the show, I was, I was, I was, I was cool with him. Yeah, by the end of the show, he's 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 fine. Yeah, um, so I think it's it's this uh, sort of arc that makes him realize like that he can't just be a huge piece of shit to everybody all the time. <laughs> uh, so Miharu has like the worst opsec in the world uh, because yeah. she's like, yeah, she, she just, doesn't fucking she doesn't fucking care about Zeon yeah. or the Federation. She just wants to survive and look after her two little yeah. She's a really interesting character her, for that reason because her parents are dead. So like she's just trying to get enough money to get the fuck out of there. And so she's not like a professional spy. And Kai, despite being a complete goober, figures out very quickly that she's a spy. Yeah, uh, because she leaves he... a bag containing all of her spy shit on the couch next to Kai. <laughs> well, no, it's her It's her stuff that she was trying to sell soldiers. But like, he just, he just poked that a little bit and there was a gun. Yeah. In there and he's like oh okay I, I see what's going on here but at first he doesn't even care because he, he's like I'm washing my hands of this uh, yeah. so like she's given him a place to stay so he like feeds her a little bit of information he's like what the fuck ever uh, uh. and then she she scuttles off to, to pass it along uh, and he's just chilling uh, yeah and then uh Char, and then she meets up. Yeah, and then oh. and then Char and, and the Zion crew launch an attack on the white right, base right. while this is all going on, and and Miharu gets 
uh, a message, an order from Zeon, basically being like, infiltrate the white base. Yeah. Um, and they and the funny thing is they give her a federation yeah, uniform but like and then but but she doesn't try to impersonate a yeah. soldier she 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 sneaks on anyway yeah, and cuz if anybody saw time. her there's like a dozen people who work on that ship they would immediately know that she was fucked up so like why even bother Yeah I mean I I assume she was going to be like I've been sent from Revel Reveal Yeah that would have been smart uh, and try to like actually, but no, she said she just sneaks on and hides the whole time. And hides in Kai's uh, room because Kai. And, uh, well, no, because no, fir- first Kai has realized that yeah, his yeah. attack, and he's like, ah, fuck, I real do I really do I got it? I do I do I have to go back and yeah, fucking, sure. Uh, do I really care about these people? Uh, I guess I do. It's yeah, it's so. Um, he he books it back to the back to the battlefield just in time to help um, yeah. protect the white base. And he's like he's like, Hey guys, I'm back. Did you miss me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and presumably Amor was like, Hey, when I did that, you threw me in prison. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, I think they realized that uh, <laughs> with Kai is it just because nobody liked him? They were... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, uh, um, yeah so, so yeah. So, so next episode, they get embroiled in another fight. Well, so so she sneaks onto the ship at the end of the uh, at the end of 27, and then Miharu is met by Kai initially, and then Kai takes her into his room. And is, right, so they've, they've left Belfast, yes. where apparently they were. They're crossing the Atlantic uh, Ocean to go to Brazil. Jaburo. Jaburo, which is where the, yeah. the which is the name of the Federation base uh, HQ in, in South Brazil. America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, yeah. So so Kai finds Mihar, and he's like, "Oh, fuck." So he again <laughs> gives her again. a little bit of information. He tells her that they're headed towards to a to a base in South America. Right. Um, and then and then then locks her in his room yeah and then two guys pretending to be like seaplane fishermen question mark (laughs) question mark uh show up and are like hey buddy we need some plane repairs we got shot at by the seons Ah." Um, (laughs) and for some reason they believe it um And then Kai realizes what's happened. Like they show up, they show up, and then one of the guys goes to the bathroom and they like transmit with his like wrist radio and talks to uh, Miharu and gets the information from her that they're going to Brazil. Um, and then it's like, okay, cool. And then they leave. And then Kai realizes what's happened and tries to go down and tell them that they know that those people were spies without giving away that he's also hiding a spy in his bedroom because the spy that he's hiding <laughs> in his bedroom is cute. Um, <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and they don't, they don't believe him. Um, yeah, because he doesn't have any real, like, he can't provide any evidence for his hunch, uh, understandably. Uh, but, uh, because of that, Flanagan Boone and his mad angler squadron are able to intercept the white base en route, uh, to Jaburo. And for, so... For whatever reason, they're short. They're short staffed again. So Miharu is like, "Let me help. I don't like. 
I'm just trying to survive here. I'm not. I don't think like, they're they're not actually. Well, we don't know that they're short staffed because she's like, "Let me help." I this is all my fault. She doesn't say anything about just trying to survive. She says, "Let me help." It's all my fault. She feels really guilty, and then well, yeah. And then Kai is like, "You literally can't help because you're literally a spy, and if they see you, they'll kill you." Um, <laughs> you know, like she doesn't seem to understand why it is that she can't help. Uh, because Kai is like, you can't yeah, yeah. help. And she's just like, no, I won't screw it up. And it's like, that's not the reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the the dialogue there is a little uh, confused. Uh, uh, but yeah, she feels bad about what she's done. Um, she has no real loyalty to Xeon. So uh, she eventually kind of bullies yeah. her way into Kai's ship. Uh, yeah, and then to, starts firing the missiles. Gunner. Uh, fire the missiles but I am the tire yeah and then she uh, um, she misses the first time and then like the the trigger breaks and so she has to go back and do it manually uh, and she's so fucking psyched to be doing this so weirdly hyped about it yeah, yeah her face when she like is releasing the missiles they're like I'm not sure what all is going on there. Like, if she's just in, uh, she's just consumed by bloodlust, or if she just feels like she's finally like I feel like being useful. Or I feel like she's... what she's doing is that she 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 feels like she's making up for something, but it's also not yeah. the emotion that I personally would feel if I felt like right. I were making up for something. Um, yeah, I when I was watching it, I was wondering kind of like because. Uh, at least for Amaro and Sela, like the first time they killed someone, it was like very kind of pointed uh, yeah. as to kind of the, like the both. I mean, in fairness, we don't know like, if this is the first time she's. I, I, I've got a. I know, we don't know, but I've got a feeling it. She carries around a gun. Yeah, because she's. But she's such a bad spy. I can't imagine she's she, actually shot. A anyone. bad spy would kill more people. Have you? We, we not, played Hitman. Like she, she, like she, like her, like. But yeah, a bad spy in the sense that she doesn't really want to be a spy. Yeah, she doesn't really do uh, much I, of anything. She just sits in her house and like sends. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I, I think that it would, if if it wanted to be a little bit, it would have to have established, I guess, that it was that she had never really killed anybody, and I, it, they probably could have gotten away with it, making it more pointed. But instead, uh, she just falls off the plane and then dies. Well, the like it does it like malfunction or no? She the... fires the missile correctly, and then the plane she like the plane just turns weird. I think. Um... Okay, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, and so she fires. Um, yeah, and then... like like the, I think the plane either turns weird or it get it gets hit, and then she gets knocked oh, off. Okay, off that the plane. Would, that would explain it. Yeah, and then, so she gets she has her first kill, which also kills her. Yeah, uh, uh. and. Uh, and yeah, Kai is fucking wrecked. Yeah, he's uh, destroyed. He Which, like, expecting me to sympathize emotionally with Kai is a bit of a tall order. Uh, <laughs> like, especially, like, right away after, yeah. like, he's, like, we're just, we're, he's just starting to be, like, uh, more humanized. Yeah, and, and, and immediately I was just like, I don't give a shit, Kai, about your fucking feelings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there's this kind of weird like ghost sequence of uh, her talking to him, and 
like he's he's worried about her little toddler siblings that she was doing all this to protect and she says like there's no need to worry about them they'll live a much better life than we did because the world won't be this awful forever will it yeah yeah and i'm just like oh girl oh girl yeah, um, and I, I, I post a screenshot of Asana because it's such a big mood. I got, yeah, uh, I got bad news for you. Um, so yeah, so then we arrive in South America. Woo! Um, and we get uh, some very cute drawings of capybaras. <gasps> capybaras! Um, and they arrive at Jabiro, where they all get medical exams, and Amaro's was, is especially long. Um, uh... Wait, his what? His medical exam. It took a really long time checking his brain waves. Oh, right. Because they started to have suspicions about his about his weird brain. Uh, uh, then we, yeah, we meet um, in this secret underground base, Matilda's fiance. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, when Amaro's like, yeah, they spent, they were busy checking brain waves and taking x-rays and stuff. Same with you, right? And then Kai just gets off and gets up and storms off. And he says, under, <laughs> like, under his breath to himself, they told me I'm physically healthy and mentally sound. Which is exactly, exactly what you say when you're physically healthy and mentally sound. <laughs> my, my t-shirt, I'm... <laughs> physically healthy and mentally sound is raising a lot of questions already answered by my t-shirt yeah um so yeah, yeah. so we meet, so, yeah, yeah. So we meet so matilda's just, fiance and amaro is crushed which, is, which seems unrealistic that she would be engaged to this dude of all dudes uh, but water under the bridge because poor one out for her she's dead yeah i mean it's it's sort of i like the point of this is to like rip Am- Amaro's guts out more than it is to do to anything to do with Matilda um, yeah that's true it's because he blames himself for for not not for letting her die when he was fighting the other members of the TriStar squad the uh, Larry Moe and Curly yeah. Gundams you know, and for, for Amaro like in addition to feeling bad because he took this dude's like future wife away from him uh, or like he feels responsible for that but also he feels bad because like with her dead, he can continue to imagine, like, a potential future where, like, they somehow magically get together, even though he's, like, 15 years older than him. And now that, that even that's been taken away from him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Right, the, the reality of her having yeah. a life... Outside uh, of him. Independent of him. Yeah. But uh, this dude is, um, he's, like... He's just like some fucking guy. He's just he's like he's, he's just he, he lives and dies in this episode. Like he he's he's yeah. He's like he like he's like I love the white base more than my wife. More than steak and potatoes. Uh, and so he sacrifices himself at the white base. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also get introduced to GMs, the mass oh production Gundams. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but, then, uh, Gundams. <laughs> but then, but uh, then Char leads an assault on. Uh, on Jabiro base and there's a huge fight and yeah and he's w- captain woody is his name he sacrifices himself <laughs> what a good name uh, uh, yeah oh yeah i just i i yeah I, I in my notes i said rip woody harrelson i had it right there um yeah so our gay duelists are back um so yeah i was trying to think what book to recommend i was like and then I, I like i realized what i wanted to recommend most was a movie oh. namely the duelists I've never uh, heard that. which is one of ridley scott's like first films 
uh, about these these two dudes who like are caught up in this like series of duels like throughout like 20 years of their lives uh, and neither can have peace because they're constantly like wondering like if the next time they they fight they're gonna they're gonna die it's a weird movie but it's but I want to watch it again uh, next podcast episode uh, yeah. yeah so the next episode after that uh, they repel the invasion of Jabiro and then uh, it's an episode focused mainly on the kids uh, who we've yeah. not talked a lot about because they're not important and they suck. Um, they're, just we- they're just little. They're just little gremlins. They're, they're just, just little like... freaks. And this episode is really, really strange. So they're like the 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 people who work at Jabiro are like, yeah, we're gonna like we can't let you keep having kids on a battleship. Uh, so we're just gonna take them. We're gonna put them into the uh, into the childcare facility that we have here which is, like, for, like, war orphans, which is what they are. Um, yeah. And this is also the episode where they all get their uh, their rankings. Oh, um, uh, okay. And then they, so they all go to the child care center. So the kids go to the child care center, and then they meet this other, like, absurdly cynical kid. <laughs> yeah, so, like, some, somehow this child care center has just, like, sucked the life out of all, <laughs> all the kids in it. Yeah, it's, it's never, uh, it's very, it's a, such a strange thing. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and also when they're getting their, uh, their stuff, like, Ryu gets promoted to ranks pro- posthumously, and Amuro, like, oh, yeah. stands up and is, like, super mad about it. Um, like, that's, and it's, you know, they get promoted to ranks, and just... that's it. Um, yeah. and it's like, you do nothing for us while we're fighting. Can you at least say thank you to Mr. Ryu and the others? Um, and then the guy who's giving out the ranks says, how dare you, and tries to smack him, and then Amuro, like, moves slightly, and he misses, and he says, who said you can dodge my blow? <laughs> Right, yeah, that dude is that that officer freak is is yeah, and then he's and a great then little. Frabo tells him, "Well, you do say things that you shouldn't. An occasional smack is good medicine." Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 pedagogy of this episode is uh, questionable. It's bonkers because Frau is like so, so then Frau is like, "Do you think those kids will be really be happy if they stay here?" Uh, and then Amaro's like, I think they'll be fine wherever they end up. And Frau's like, do you really believe that? And then Amaro's like, we've got no choice. they got to stay behind. Little children shouldn't have to see people killing each other. Which, yes. Correct. That's correct. That's, that's bad. I would argue that an even bigger issue that nobody at any point in this episode even brings up is the fact that if the white base is destroyed, those kids are going to die. <laughs> that also. Nobody at any point... Because, like, yeah, it's one thing seeing fucked up stuff. Like, kids shouldn't have to see fucked up stuff. It's quite another to, like, be like, oh, they should travel on this battleship with us where we're constantly besieged by enemies who have personal vendettas to destroy the ship and everything on it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, and so the kids, like, stage a mutiny and, like... They don't stage a mutiny, they just run. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, just, they, they also, just... like, they go down, they, like, when they first arrive, they're having a great time. They, like, uh, they go down a slide, and then there's a robot who goes, juice, juice, delicious juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the juice robot. Yeah, and then, they, and then they meet this other kid who's like, you kids, are, you guys are so innocent and carefree. And the, the kids in the ship are like, what's wrong with being, kids being carefree? And it's just like, well, it doesn't make adults happy. Uh, and, and, and the kitchen chip is like, you are one cynical kid. Uh, it's like, if you stick around here long enough, you'll all end up like this. 
And Kika is like, there's a war going on right now. And the, the cynical kid is like, nothing to do with me. All I do is sit around waiting for my mother, mother and father to come and see me. And then Kika starts crying because she wants to see her mom. And then the cynical kid starts crying because he wants to go home. Uh, and so then they run away. Uh, yeah, they, the and they ru- yeah, and they run into the facility where like the mass market yeah. uh, Gundams are. And they're like, whoa, cool robot. <laughs> uh, and then the... Um, the so there's that gif on your stream with the guy dressed up as like a like a tree animal with a little thing on his nose and he's oh yeah that is from a pornographic film so those guys yeah are are planting bombs on the gundams and they see the kids and tie them up and like sorry kids but you know yeah and then they they plant a bunch of bombs and the kids like escape using their uh, anomalously pointy teeth their teeth are so sharp and they chomp 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 through the ropes and then they collect all the bombs and they put them in a truck and then they put them in a truck and then they drive the truck out of the uh, these are six year olds they bust it through a wall and they drive it down the street and then they get caught up to by Amaro and Hayato and Kai and then uh, and then Amaro like jumps over to their car and then they like switch cars and then Amaro like drives the bombs into a ditch or something well, he well, there's a, yeah, there's a big uh, like cliff, and he j- jumps out of the car, and lets it fly off the cliff, yeah, and kaboom, yeah, it's, and it's, the baby bomb squad it's is really, like, it's it's bad. This episode's bad. It's, it's and then, uh, yeah, it's, it's like it, it then when they when they bring the kids back to the base, uh, I think I don't, I'm not sure if it's Kai. Or he's he's talking to like the childcare lady, and he's like, "These kids, they've seen terrible things. Even an adult like you couldn't imagine, and they've never turned away their eyes." And it's <laughs> like, "That's not a good thing." You are and not, he's, like, you fucking are traumatized. Fully missed the point. They're uh, they have they're gonna have they're gonna have so much PTSD when this is done. Yeah, like it's it's uh, just it's such a weird thing for a show that is generally quite aware of the impacts that war is having on its protagonists to just like ignore these children that are on the ship. Yeah. It's so strange and just like pretend like oh yeah the kids are, like and expect like the audience watching to be like yeah great stick it to them but get the kids on the white base but it's like fucking no why would i want that they're annoying and also it's dangerous for them like I, like did they just like realize like once they are finally at a base we're gonna have to figure out a reason like why these kids aren't yeah i mean that has to be removed. it <laughs> yeah and like like that's just it's just it's so it's so bonkers. Like it's so it's weird. It truly is bonkers. Uh, Thirty-one. A Chad joins the crew. Yes, Lieutenant Slegger, who is he has big Kaji energy. Uh, uh, which which Kaji? Kaji from Eva. Oh, you think? Yeah, he's just like some he's, fucking like suave dipshit who like shows up, and all the girls not even, are. He's not even. He's not even suave. He's but just the a show dipshit. treats him like he's suave. That's the thing I about Kaji so. is that Kaji is also just a dipshit, but the show treats him like he's a real ladies' man. <laughs> I don't remember Kaji being this insufferable. Uh, he, Slugger is maybe, more insufferable should, than Kaji, but. Uh, but 
it's the same type of character of just like some dude who like shows up and like everybody likes him for some reason even though he's just like some fucking guy and he's an asshole welcome to heterosexuality uh but yeah so okay so yeah as before they leave uh jaburo they get they get foist this guy foisted on them and they're like uh uh yeah we also get introduced to the fact that mirai has a fiance oh yeah fiance i've lost my fiance um and that and she has no idea where he is uh, <laughs> and she's not too chuffed, concerned yeah, about it she doesn't it. really she's honestly hoping to not find him um, because, yeah so like it come oh yeah so this is like when they're getting their final orders from the from the command and command is like you're gonna be basically like a decoy uh because the enemy is so preoccupied with you you're gonna like be used to lure them away from our main force and Bright is like, ugh. And then as they leave, the command guy's like, oh, Mariah, say hi to your dad for me and to your fiance. No, he doesn't say that. Like, he doesn't say that at all. Um, he says, uh, once Solomon falls, Zeon's resources will be so low, they will inevitably ask for peace negotiation and the war will end. I hope you'll let me find you a husband then. And then Mariah says, uh, sure. And then he's like, oh, right, you have a fiance. Forgive my rudeness. And, and Bright is like, what? And Mariah's like, that's not why I said sure. <laughs> and, and then afterwards, like, Bright is all pissed on the drive back, and Rise like, "Look, it was an ar- it's an arranged thing between the parents. I don't like him, and I haven't seen him in like forever." Yeah, chill, chill I'll, out. Well, I'll probably uh, never see him again, unless by some strange coincidence we wind up on side six within the next few few hours. <laughs> right, uh, and so yeah, and so. Uh, Mariah kind of uh, reaffirms her commitment to Bright, which uh, which surely will not be tested again during the show. Yeah. Also in uh, this, also in that in that War Orphans in that Orphans Kids Kids Focus episode, we also see uh, Sela meet up with Char. Oh yeah, uh, for the first time in a while. <laughs> right. So yeah, they're, they're, they're both. So she's looking for the kids. He's just he's sneaking around uh, with his doing Char with his stuff. Little, with his little weirdo bomb weirdos and they run into each other and they're just like uh fuck uh fuck and then Mariah sees them shoots at char he runs away and sailor's like what why did you shoot yeah mariah's like there was a zeon soldier standing on that rock and sailor's like there was <laughs> she is the, she's the worst liar she's she so really funny. astonishingly is um <laughs> Yeah, and then Slager is going around being a creep and touching Mirai. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kai, so Kai says that he can't spend he the rest seems... of his life being depressed. Uh, which, which, uh, I mean, plenty of people do, buddy, so. Uh, yeah, and then they get into, so they go into space, they get into a fight, Char is there, you know, Sela is like, who are you, who do you think is piloting that mobile armor? Uh, and Amaro, then they meet up later, and Amaro's like, why did you ask me that? And uh, Sailor's like, oh, it's just the enemy was tough. There's no no other reason. She's like, bye. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 31 yeah. and And then Slegger, actually, no, the person, Slegger is kind of like Kaji mixed with Zap Brannigan from Futurama. <laughs> uh, 
because what he because there's another bit after that fight where he says, Miss Salasan, you shot down a mobile suit. That's quite something. And then she's like, oh, come on. I just barely. And he's like, don't play it down. I can tell you're an incredibly strong person. And then he stands up. And he's like, I'm going to go take a quick shower. Uh, Want to join me, Miss Mirai? Um, which is like peak, peak Zap Branding and shit. Um, oh, okay. And then she says no. So he takes the lads with him. Yeah. Uh, Sh- shower with the lads. Uh, Shower with the lads simulator 2016. Do you still shower with the lads? <laughs> uh, so yeah, these two episodes, 31 and 32, are basically like get to know Slugger and uh, yeah, and set up some more plot because they're heading to side six. Um, <laughs> 32, my only notes for the entire thing are yeet. And I don't even remember which what that was uh, in response to. Because all they do in 32 is just kill a bunch of Rick Doms. Rick Doms. Rick <laughs> uh, Dom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sayla also, like, weirdly, like, walks up to Amaro and is like, can we talk for a bit? And then it's like, I was wondering, what do I have to do to quickly become a good pilot? And Amaro's like, I think you're already a good pilot. And she's like, don't flatter me. I want to survive no matter what. Even I'd like to stand a chance against Char. And then Amaro is like, you cannot, because I also can't. Um, <laughs> and Sayla is like, it was just an example. Uh, narrator voice, it was not just an example. It was not just an example. Um... Uh, and she, like, weirdly asks him how he feels about Frabo because they haven't been talking a bunch. Uh, but, yeah, but then the next important thing that happens is that they go to side six, which is a neutral side. Side six! Uh, yeah, side six, um, it's a... Uh, it's it's in, the Switzerland. Yeah, it's the Switzerland of space. Um, the Switzerland of space. Where they meet this nerd when they're bored who, like, makes sure is that Cameron. they've... Tape, they've taped up all of their guns so they can't be shot yeah and it's like and, and it's like oh if you uh if those seals are broken you'll pay a hefty fine it's like do you think that a government like cares like that like <laughs> they asked like when my first question was like okay so all warfare is prohibited inside six airspace how did they do that how do they manage that how have they not been taken over and the answer is oh hefty fines which is not a real answer I mean, it's it's kind of revealed later, which Char gives game away, where yeah. he's like, "Once you stop being convenient, we're gonna fucking blow your shit up." Yeah, but yeah, it's a nice little way station for the two places where they can kind of like yeah. uh, get repairs and shit. Uh, but Cameron, yeah, our nerd, yeah, guess he, who he is? Cameron looks like like he's just like his face is drawn very differently from all the other characters. He just looks like a different... He looks like he's from a different show. <laughs> he's Swiss. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, um, so he's, he, he is, he is the, the dreaded fiancé. Yeah, and so he's like, I, where did you let me know, Mariah? I was desperate to find out where you were. And Mariah's... And, uh, and he's like, I had people look for you everywhere. You wouldn't believe how much you spent. And Mariah's like, why didn't you look for me yourself? Got him! Got him! And, and Cameron's like, oh, I was, I was busy emigrating here to side sex around that time. And Mariah... It's like, it's oh, like uh, okay. We're me- we were merely engaged to please our parents, and Cameron, like, and Cameron's like, no, please come home with me. Father will be so thrilled, as though that disproves what she's saying. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then Slugger comes by and takes takes Cameron's glasses off and punches him in the face. 
<laughs> Which, I was like, oh, our chat did something right. Considerate of him to take his glasses off first. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, don't hassle the lady. He, he says, I hate seeing a guy harassing a lady. And it's like, dude, that's all like, you do. He hasn't been doing that's that. all you do. <laughs> So yeah, instantly all his all his cred just poof, all his goodwill um, goes so up yeah. in smoke. So they go to one of the big cities on on side six, uh, and they go shopping. And then Amaro sees this purple haired motherfucker, which is his dad, uh, and chases him down the street. He gets on a bus and like spr- also this is weird because this is he gets on the bus to take a journey that Amaro takes in the same amount of time as a bus by sprinting. Yeah, it's Amaro not, is, it's is the, fucking... the shortest bus ride in the universe. Or Amaro is just a goddamn champion monster. marathon runner. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, he's like, and and she yeah, so his dad. If you're, if you're wondering where Gendo came from, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So this dad is like, so how's the Gundam faring in battle? Is it doing well? And then they go into his like apartment, and it's the most like, like we, damn. We, bitch. we haven't seen we haven't seen his dad since episode one. Yeah. So you like you're expecting this like emotional reunion. Yeah, it's it's honestly and the dad is just like. It's interesting how it's sort of it's sort of set up as the exact opposite of Amaro's relationship with his mom. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, because Amaro like walks into his dad's apartment. It's like this like tiny like studio apartment, and it's like, damn bitch, you live like this. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, fuckdads.com A dad is a cop you have to live with. Uh, but but yeah, like where, whereas Amaro's mom is incapable of understanding like the situation that Amaro has been put in, and is incapable of, and, and can only see Amaro as like a child and can't see Amaro as like a person who's been put into a situation where violence is necessary. Um, Amaro's dad can't see Amaro as a child and can only see him as a soldier. Um, yeah, he's yeah. So like all so like. Uh, Amaro was like running, running, running after the bus. Dosa, dosa, dosa. And he catches up and he's like, "Oh, Amaro, it's you." What's the Gundam doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> like they have, like they haven't, they haven't seen each other in months. Yeah, as, as if, as if, it, like, he has, he, he last saw him like this morning. Yeah, uh, and after like a, after like a test flight. Yeah, and like Amaro's just like, what the fuck. Yeah, um, and then we get another screenshot to go in with the from from Izokin. Are you getting enough oxygen to your brain? Because uh, Amuro's dad like gives is like I made this upgrade for the Gundam and hands him this thing, and Amuro looks at it and and it's like it's it doesn't work with the gun. It doesn't make sense. Like this thing doesn't plug he's into like, the this Gundam. This thing is he's like yeah he's, he's like, like what the fuck is basically this an antique. Of- you know, it, it'd be like oh I found this thing to make your computer faster and handed you a floppy disk. You know, uh, and then Amaro, Amaro says he's suffering from oxygen deficiency. <laughs> like, is he actually, or is he just, or is like, what's, I don't, what happened? To, I don't to know. It's, I don't know. This is just the thing you must understand. This is just how dads are. Fuckdads.com. Oh, right. Uh, so yeah, he's so the, yeah, dad has. Uh, we're not like we didn't really know him beforehand so we're not sure like how different he is from before judging by Amaro's reaction Uh, I would assume that he's pretty different yeah uh, but like yeah he's he's uh, he's got a he's got a screwed loose now it seems yeah Um, and so Amaro just kind of like runs away throws the stupid little piece of junk on the ground crying in the rain uh, poor Amaro. Yeah, poor baby. Uh, so thirty-four. 
Lala. Yes, uh, and also more so, more char uh, content. I have a question about the cells in like the first during the rainy sequence in the first part of episode thirty four. Like, are they that blurry on purpose, or did they just like not? I have no idea. It doesn't look like they're not okay. cleaned. It looks more like a camera is not focusing correctly. Right. Like okay. Because but like yeah, it's it's bizarre because like sometimes. It's, the entire thing is out of focus sometimes like the rain is in focus and everything else isn't which made me think it was intentional but like when sometimes like faces are just blurred for no reason and it's and it's completely mystifying uh so yeah they're getting ready to leave because uh side six won't actually repair them so they need to go find something else and so but amuro needs to go like see his dad one last time so he t- he goes off by himself uh takes refuge somewhere during a rainstorm and meets Lala. Yeah, and then he walks up to Lala and he starts to say something and Lala says, do you think there's anyone who hates beautiful things? Isn't it sad to watch oh, them could... grow old and perish? And then Amaro is like, yeah, sure it is, but what I wanted to ask was, and it's just like, ma'am, the question was, is this your handwriting? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they watch this swan die. Uh, it just, like, falls out of the sky. Yeah, uh, completely dead on the pavement. But ma'am, the, qu- the question so, was: Is this your handwriting? Yeah, and so he has this weird interaction with Lala, who is just kind of this very kind of fairy-like creature. Yeah, uh, she kind of reminds me of uh, of Anthe from. Uh, from uh, yeah, Antenna. I was I, like some of her. Yeah, some of her kind of. Like and that she's weird, sort of like a vague, sort of like magical weirdo with South a- with South Asian features. Um, yeah, who doesn't really? Who doesn't really get much like characterization? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and and so she she magics her way off, and he uh, sees his dad. His dad is still a complete freak, so he leaves again. Uh, drives off, gets stuck in the mud. Yeah, and as it happens, gets roadside assistance from his boyfriend Char. Yeah, it's it, like uh, Char like drives past while Amara is like waving, and then Char stops and he backs up and i'm like oh Amara, you're gonna get zodiac this is this is it's exactly <laughs> the situation in which you get zodiac so um, as, as, because side six is a neutral side uh char is able to dock too and all and like all the all the white base crew were like looking at the window watching him dock and like grinding their teeth uh and yeah. hayato is like hayato is like doing the thing where like the arm spinny 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 and someone has to hold him back from going out and and, and getting in fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, and then but Char the thing the thing is is that Amaro knows Char's name, um, but doesn't know who Char is or what he looks like. And Char doesn't know Amaro's name. Char just knows the the Gundam pilot, but he doesn't know who that Gundam pilot yeah. is. Um, or what he looks like. Or what he looks like. Uh, but Amaro does get a bad feeling about this this freak. Yeah, well, because he, thanks to his brain powers, he intuits that this is Char before he introduces himself as Char Aznable. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, last episode, uh, we d- d- said his name as Char Ansible. And then only in this episode, did, only in this part part of the show did I realize his name is Char Asnable. I've known who this character Asnable. I've known who this character was for many years and I did not know that his surname was Asnable. I assumed that it was Ansible and I've just always read it as Ansible whenever anybody wrote it down. Um Asnable. Asnable. You gotta like train your Asnab- train your mouth to say that name. Asnable. Asnable. Uh so so 
<laughs> so like, yeah, so Amro gets splashed with mud and then the car stops and Char's like, sorry, she's not a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking... It's fucking Lala! Yeah, she's fucking hammered. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> she's never driven a car before. Uh. Which I think is literally true. Uh. Uh, and so... Uh, he introduces himself and Amro's um, like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit. It's Char as, as Nubble. Don't, don't, don't fuck this up. Uh, so he says, hello, Char, as, as Nubble, and gets it right, avoiding an international incident. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then. They make, yeah, extremely awkward small talk. Um, Amro yeah. um, gives his name. Uh, Char doesn't recognize fi- it. Yeah, they drag him out of the mud, and he he fucking he fucking floors it. Yeah, uh, he does not fortunately get zodiac. Um, yeah, well, it depends on who you who you ask. He he comes gets out of that alive, which is is not what happens in the film Zodiac. Uh, no, I'm saying I, as you said, unfortunately. I, I, I unfortunately, said no, I said fortunately. Uh, oh yeah, fortunately, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Char would have been happy to Zodiac his ass. Um, and so, well, so then except- Cameron and Mariah are having another argument on the bridge of the white base. And then Mariah's like, you weren't there when I was suffering the most. It's too late now. And Cameron's like, now I'm able to help you. And Mariah says, no, thank you. And then Slager undoes all of his goodwill by smacking Mariah across the face. Oh, because, yeah, because Cameron is offering to escort them uh, to a, like, a, like a... Basically, kind of like a spaceship private garage, repair, private, private repair dock, uh, just outside neutral airspace. And so he's like, "Let me do this at least." And and Mariah's kind of too proud, I guess, to accept <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, and then yeah, and then our Chad uh, does does the does the Chad thing of slapping a woman to bring her to her senses. Yeah. And he's like, this man is serious. You understand? That's why he's offering to take this risk. Uh, uh, and then yeah, Cameron... Apparently that causes Mariah to fall in love with the Chad. Yeah, we'll, we'll it's, it later. fucking sucks. This whole it's, situation yeah, it's, sucks shit. It's, it's really it's, bad. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is 70s. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Bright then, is like, yes. It's like, thanks. Thanks, nerd. We'll take you up on the offer. Yeah. And then uh, they they, and then, they get escorted part of the way, and then they get completely surrounded by Vivian's ships. <laughs> and then they're like, "We have to fight them. We can't keep having you around." And so they tell him to go home. Um, yeah, they're just like they're. Just, what's what's the phrase when like you just like do a really close flyby? Uh, I don't know. That's I don't think is like, that a thing. Well, yeah, it's like buzzing or oh, something. Yeah, that's that's something. But that's generally when uh, you're going really so fast. they just they're just harassing. Uh, white face and the Cameron, and so they're like, Cameron, look, get out of here. We're, this is this is going to be a fight no matter what. And Cameron uh, like put, he like gently puts his hand up against the window to reach out to Mirai and and looks on with with, with 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 just like like the saddest face. And then we get long shot of Mirai flipping him off. <laughs> I don't. It's- I, it's so funny. They're like that's literally what it what is like depicted. It's yeah, like but, you you can't like her hand is so small. It really looks like she's flipping him off. But it's it's like I don't. One, this is a show is, yeah, for this, children. Two, this is a show from Japan, and I don't know if they do the middle finger in Japan. But 
And, and three, it's that like, is a, a completely out of character. Yeah, Mariah would never do that. Mariah would ask it. But also, if it's not that, what the fuck is it? Yeah, what? If, yeah. Like, what is this gesture? I'm looking at, like, it's, what could like, this gesture the, possibly like, be? What is it? Was it originally just her waving and the cell got like damaged or something? And like part, part of her Because she's also erased? not even smiling. She's like, she just has this completely neutral face on. Because it's, it's such a long shot. It's so hard to tell. Like it's, it's just yeah. like it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and so yeah, she's so she kind of. Um, yeah. And then there's a big, yeah. a big battle in space. And Amaro's dad is like standing approximately an inch away from his tiny television. Um, yeah, since, since, since they're right next to side six, like the like the news crews have gone out to film the battle, uh, which is a which is a, a, a sort of a prophetic sort of. <laughs> I mean, they had that back then. Like during Vietnam, there were news crews out there, and like I guess, yeah, I guess Vietnam kind of pioneered. Yeah, Viet- it. yeah. Like I feel like it was it was like the Gulf War that really really brought war into America's homes because that was when like there yeah. was twenty four hour news back then. But like right. war was brought into America's homes during Vietnam. And that's part of the reason why there was such a huge anti war movement. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, was yeah. because you could see on your television every night during the news broadcast the fucked up shit that was happening um anyway uh so yeah so amaro's dad is like stan is like gripping the television with both hands and like putting his face like right up against it it's like show me the gundam show me how it's doing in battle show me (laughs) all the blueprints uh that would be that's a different i think direction for amaro's dad he's not quite uh uh leo dicaprio as howard hughes in the aviator uh, that would be a different. Not that would quite. be a different direction. Show me all yeah. the Gundams. Show me all the Gundams. Show me all the Gundams. Um, if you haven't seen the Aviator, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've seen parts of it. But, uh, I my 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 memory is vague. Um. Uh, and then this is yeah. Oh yeah, and then we get we Amherst. see yeah we see Char and uh, and Lala sitting in their just like lavish seventies apartment, oh, uh, yeah. also watching television like their wood paneled television. This is like it's just more material for my Steely Dan Char Aznable AMV. <laughs> it's just it's like wow. You look at this and it's just like this is the the seventies in an image. I didn't like it's. Man, every, the 70s happened everywhere, didn't they? <laughs> they really did. The 70s happened so much. <laughs> there was so much of the 70s. <laughs> uh, at, the end of the, at the end of this, um, during the televised 70s war, this is when Amaro starts to have his like neo like third eye opening uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see where he's coming into his true power. Um, I forget exactly uh, what he does, but um, I just wrote. Uh, oh, Amaro can dodge bullets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah, he's dodging really. He's like he's just like fighting really, really well. And his dad is convinced that it's because of that stupid floppy disk he gave him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Bright is like, is is it just me or, or Amaro? Is Amaro's instincts better than usual? Um. Yeah. Uh, so then. Uh, that's episode 
four, and then we get uh, episode thirty-five, which so the, where yeah, we so we are introduced to uh, to Big Zam and the and the Zion Chad. Yes, the Zion Dozel Zabi. Dozel Zabi. Dozel Zabi. Uh, and so this is when this is every basically everything. Um, Oh no! So th- there are basically two more arcs left. So this is, so there's a battle of Solomon, yeah. And then there's the battle, and there's the final battle. So so this is the first time when they finally uh, kind of link up with a, a larger fleet and are yeah like part of a real large scale battle. And they take on this 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 big Zeon base called Solomon. Um... And when, it, when when they first like get like gather up and. And they're still not the primary force. Like, they're part of that decoy kind yeah. of fleet. But it's such a motley crew. Like, every ship is completely different. It's so yeah. funny. Um, yeah, but then you, you start to see, like, just, like, huge masses of, uh, of, of GMs and balls, which are, like, they're, like, mass-produced yeah. mechs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then... Uh, and so- they start. They started running out of. Uh, yeah, and then we we, we like start to time. see like as they're fighting like like Solomon like and like um, Dozel like going around inside and like for some reason like the inside of Solomon is like deck is like it's full of like women in waiting in like an elaborate French Rococo style <laughs> room. It's so weird. It's yeah. so strange because uh, like the rest of it just looks like a science fiction space base, and then he's just like standing in this room, which is like all these like fancy baroque ladies standing around just like in this like incredibly fancy yeah. room it's very like french royalty fleeing the revolution yeah it's it's really weird uh, it, like it looks like a like an old new york hotel you know like it's 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 it's, it's a lot so yeah he sends he sends his wife and child in the and her ladies in waiting he says i want uh, all to... women moved to the escape capsules and it's like why are there so many women here dressed like it's they're like pioneer like they're on the oregon trail like it's it's so weird it's such a weird it's never explained uh. yeah it's that, that yeah uh, that, like dozel being a wife guy is <laughs> a completely unnecessary like subplot but it works it's uh, it's characterization i guess uh i preferred his tantrum but how there's only one big exam and he would have rather have a hundred chicken sized horses than one horse sized chicken yeah uh so yeah so then we're introduced so yeah so big exam uh we're, we're introduced to this this show's metaphor for the atom bomb which is uh the solar system we <laughs> the funny thing is we literally had atom bombs earlier yeah unimportant <laughs> Um, so this is like a giant space version of that that weapon that was designed by Archimedes, which is just like a bunch of mirrors that focus the sun's light, but it was proven that that doesn't work on Mythbusters. Um, they use it to like fucking obliterate Solomon um, and just destroy stuff. The, this sequence, and even more so the sequence later when um so like the it turns out that the zeons have a weapon like this too and they use it to destroy a huge chunk of the federation fleet so so yeah so um so yeah Hay- hayato yeah. gets injured oh yeah there's this really great shot of uh of like just like all of like the injured people like laid out in the hallway of the white base 
when they're it's like an establishing shot before before we we see Hayato. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and then we get introduced to the big Zam. Uh, this is episode thirty six. Uh, so yeah, so we we meet uh we meet big Zam, uh, which is just like a big, it's just like a, a big, big it's like a big football with legs, is what it it's, looks it's like. It's got a fat ass. Yeah, it is a fat ass. <laughs> Uh, that's not uh, a gas tank that's so, a wood chipper uh, uh, and so uh, Slugger our Chad gets uh, his his ship gets injured not him just his ship well he's, what, he's uh, like eating a burger in in like the food zone <laughs> well yeah after, after he gets shot at he has to pull his ship in for repairs yeah and, and he's, he's eating his burger and Mirai like scampers in, all worried, and I'm like, "What? This Why are you section, about this this section is exactly like the bit with Kaji and Shinji in when they're like at like the vending machines in like the first or second episode after Kaji's introduced." Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, uh, so Slugger's eating a burger. I just wrote in my notes, "Burger." Uh, <laughs> uh, and so. Yeah, so Mariah's acting all weird, and he's like, "Chill." And then, I, yeah, I just the burger, and then um, yeah, he says, uh, and Mariah's like trying, it's like, "Please don't die," because Mariah's fallen in love with this man who hit him or who hit her. Um, and and uh, Slugger is like, "Ensign Mariah, when you're young, things can be very chaotic. You shouldn't take your own feelings too seriously at the moment." Ensign, I'm not the kind of man who deserves your affection. Uh, and then gives her like this, like his, oh. his like mom's wedding ring, or like I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a plastic ring. He made it sound like a. Piece he of said shit. it was a cheap ring, but I don't think he. I don't think uh, it's okay. like a, like something you would get out of like a gotcha machine. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him of all people. Yeah, <laughs> take, here, take this yeah. ring pop. <laughs> oh, yeah, my my entire like set of notes for this episode are get a grip Marai, then excuse the fuck and then bye chat because um, yeah so my, my notes are borger ellipses uh god slegger is kaji and this fucking sucks with three exclamation points um it fucking sucks it's really bad this whole sequence is really bad because then they kiss it fucking sucks fu- yeah. it is only only saved from being complete toilet trash by the fact that they kill Slugger immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah. We just kill him instantly. Um, like, that's what you get. Yeah, because uh, he sucks so bad, and that whole sequence sucks so bad. It's so it's it's really awful. Uh, anyway, we meet the Big Zam. Um, big Zam has big, big Zam. chest laser. Um. And then we get we get some of, near the end of this we get some of like the most Metal Gear shit uh, in in this show like in terms of like uh, I don't and I don't think we've seen a lot of it in uh, in Metal Gear One and Two that we've played on stream but there's a lot of this in Metal Gear Three and and in Metal Gear Five uh, which is like like the you know what what is a soldier like why do soldiers fight you know and all that stuff and like there's this whole where, where like this one like weird mustache guy is talking to Makabe. Um, and, and it's, oh yeah! And it's like I beg your pardon, but you don't understand the feelings of soldiers in space. Soldiers because can fight in space, Ma- risking their own lives because they believe their comrades will come to rescue them. Because um, Makave doesn't want to pick up the like the escape pod 
coming out of uh, Solomon, yeah, which happens to have um, Dozel's wife and ladies in waiting on it. Um, but they think it's escaping soldiers, and so the the, the other guy is like, uh, Machiavelli, you're an asshole. Uh, like we got to look after our own, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So they pick up the ladies, um, and then Dozel eats it. Um, yeah, well, they're fighting Big Zam, and Big Zam can't be killed with lasers because it has a strong magnetic field or some shit. Uh, and then Slegger and uh, and Amaro like go after the Big Zam, and then Amaro stabs it. Uh, and then Dozel is like, "Is a single mobile suit going to defeat the Big Zam?" And then he climbs out of the <laughs> cockpit and pulls out a gun and just starts shooting ineffectually at the Gundam, and it's like, "I won't be defeated for the glory of Zion." <laughs> Yeah, and our yeah, our literature is like, who is he? Who is this guy? <laughs> who who is this sassy lost child? Uh, and then the big Sam just blows up. Yeah, and then big Sam just explodes and he dies. Witness, witness the fate of a soldier. And it it was true. Amro didn't defeat him. He just he just got fucking blown up by his own big Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, meanwhile, yeah, uh, Slugger died somehow. Yeah, and 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 Mirai is like, "Tell me it's a lie. You can't tell me it's a lie, can you, Amaro?" Uh, and then there's like a there's like a song or a sad song at the end. Sad song. Frabo gives. Wait, th- this this is when we get a sad song. We get a sad song a couple of times, but this is the same yeah. sad song as a little bit later, I think. Okay. Uh, okay so. Uh, Buckle up, kids. Buckle. We're going to Texas. Uh, uh, it's time for a planet for Texans. <laughs> um, so they, uh, so yeah, so they're like, they they like Makabe like baits them into the Texas zone, uh, <laughs> which is a colony originally built for leisure and raising livestock, and it was named Texas. <laughs> Uh, which is holy shit. <laughs> um, there is an old so like I, I posted this on Mastodon, but there's there's an old like classic like fifties sixties sci fi story called A Planet for Texans. Um, oh, is that where they got the machine for pigs? Uh, <laughs> and the cover that... of it, I'm going to I'll, I will send you the 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 cover of it because it is incredible, and I'll also put this in the show notes. Okay. Uh, uh, for for those of you listening, uh, the cover of a planet for Texans. It says a planet for Texans in a sans serif font, and then in slightly smaller yellow writing above it, it says this new world couldn't be fenced in. Uh, <laughs> and then it has like the sky is like this like yellow to orange gradient, and there's like two moons in the sky, and then on the ground is like some guys in like a land speeder like from Star Wars, uh, and they are running away from a bunch of giant longhorn bulls. Um, on, on, on like something that looks like the surface of the moon but it's just like a bunch of longhorn steer chasing these guys in a speeder <laughs> and, uh, it's a really it's, a, it's an impossibly good cover uh, so Char Char gets his, his Gelgoog Gelgoog I don't know Fuck yeah. I don't know where they get these names from dude um, and then Makabe has this like weird bong, this like weird crystal bong that just suddenly showed up, and he's like jerking it off. Um, I don't. It's just he's yeah he's gone golem on us. 
Uh, he does kind of look like Gollum, doesn't he? He's yeah, he's he's kind of a weird little anime freak. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he wants to. He wants to. Everyone basically, basically, the reason why any like Zeon, like a hot like brass dies in this show is because they want to kill the Gundam to to prove that Char is inept. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> like all get every, out. Everyone's reaction is like, "Oh, finally destroy the white base at the Gundam and prove that Char is a, is useless." Uh, and then they die. Yeah, and they die. And Cher's like, see, I told you it was hard. <laughs> uh, and then we get to see an incredible sight, which is Char driving, like, a covered wagon. Uh, <laughs> with Lala. When in, when in Texas. When in Texas. Um... <laughs> And and this and this like mustachioed scientist, yeah, named Flanagan, uh, who's who's been doing tests on so, Lala. Yeah. So then Makube and Char get into a fight with the Gundam, uh, and obviously Makube gets owned. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lala and Amara have been getting kind of mind hoppy. Yeah. Uh, because they're they're both uh, got special brains. Yes. Uh, uh, so we're starting to be introduced. And then, and then Makabe, as he last day, he's like, deliver that antique vase to Lady Kaecilia. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? This, <laughs> like, this, yes! this fucking vase was introduced this episode and never comes up again. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he's, he's, it looks, yeah, he, like, he, he's in an entirely different anime. Yeah, like, he's just, we where seen. he just has this, like, special, like, Swarovski crystal sex toy that he needs to deliver. Like... <laughs> It's it's really strange. Um, but yes, so uh, then in the next episode, Amaro fights Char uh, and, more. And Char realizes that this is like when at the end of the first Matrix, when Neo like finally like sees the re- sees the true nature of the Matrix and the agents who have been kicking his ass up until now he suddenly just kind of mops the floor with Char is re- quickly realizing that Amuro is all of a sudden well beyond him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, and then we learn about why uh, Char and Sela have been raised under different names. Uh, and 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 have oh been right separated. so yeah so so, yeah. so despite being like outmatched and having to um, hit the bricks he does damage the Gundam and so Amro is stranded out in Texas and the and Sela and Job John uh, go out separately to look for him of course as usual Sela runs into Char uh, and they have. Uh, their longest conversation yeah. yet, I think. Yeah. And uh, Sela forgets to turn off her radio. Yeah. So brightness. Can you hear the whole thing? He's just like, what? 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 what, what? He's just so confused. Like, what the fuck am I listening to? Who is she talking to? Her brother? What? Who? What? Why is her brother saying all of this stuff? <laughs> and so. Yeah. And so we learned that Char, like, initially yeah, his so, plan so... was just kind of like. 
rise through the ranks and basically kill everyone in the Zabi family. So if he got he got Garma. Dozel beefed it. His uh, uh, Girabi. Who knows? Or, I forget. I forget the oldest brother's name. And Kaecilia are left. Uh, but as he talks to Sela, we realize he's he's changed his objective, at least temporarily, t- um, to have s- to do something to with uh, against the the new types, which are humans with uh, special abilities. Um. Yeah. Uh, guess who those are. It's Char. It's Amaro. It's Amaro. Lala. Uh, Sela seems to have some latent. Yeah. Uh, it's a very Star Wars well. kind of situation here, uh, with Char. Yeah, there, Char there, as there Luke de- and Sela as there Leia. Degrees of ability, like. Uh, oh, I thought Char you were going to say there are degrees as... of Star Wars. No, there's that too. But yeah, Char is not as strong in the Force as Lala or Amaro. Yeah. Uh, he's like the. Han Solo, because I pretty like. Did it was it ever confirmed that Han Solo is like force sensitive, or is that I don't just know. like a a fan theory. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so he's got he's he's got some incredibly like ambitious scheme that has something to do with new types uh, new types uh, that is not is never fully explained i don't think it's i didn't i i i didn't understand what his what his plan was by the end of the show and, uh, and so and, char tells so, yeah, char tells Sela, you should leave the trojan horse i'm going to send you a suitcase full of gold and you should use that <laughs> and you should use that to go uh, and start a new life on earth and uh, Sela is like, you know that money exists, right? Uh, no, she doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's trying to convince her to stop being a soldier. She's trying to convince him to stop being... doing whatever the fuck he's yeah. doing. And they're both like, eh. 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 Uh, so, yeah, so then the, the, the suitcase full of gold arrives along with a letter. And Sela tells... Uh, oh, right. Be- yeah, so they... Um, Joaquin, that dude who tried to like, who that asshole we met like in like episode three or four. Yeah. Um, he shows up again. Now they're like bros. Uh, but then he's fighting the Zanzibar, and while the white base has been finding Amro, picking him up, and trying to catch up, but they're too late. Um, Joaquin has been blasting to smithereens. And among the debris is this suitcase full of gold addressed to Sailor. Yeah. And Bright is like, uh, can you explain this? And Sailor is like, it was sent to my brother, Char. Uh, <laughs> He's like, hmm. Oh, and then they open okay. the suitcase. Yeah, and there's just weird, like, it's so, it's such a strange thing. Um, well, no, she, he doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't tell him that Char is her brother like yeah she, she says episode. it was sent by Char Ansible the Red Comet and then Bright is like mm. <laughs> and he's like huh okay uh, yeah and then they have, cool. they have yeah they have a sit down in the next conversation um, where yeah she comes clean about everything yeah uh, and 
he's like what do you what do you want to do now and she's like i want i want to stay here like i i he's 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 gone off the deep end uh give the give the gold to the distribute among the crew uh and he's like all right um so yeah and then in the next episode we meet we meet the bra bow bra bro piloted by some mustache gay named chalia bull who's apparently yeah he gets the he 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 gets like his name in the episode title because he only exists for this episode yeah he like shows up garen garen is like yeah you're a new type now you're gonna go pilot the bravo and Charlie is like okay and they go there and then he pilots the bravo and then he gets his ass kicked by the gundam um and i think it's in this episode when uh amuro has like a full-on 2001 space odyssey like like it's this is the most like there's there's a bunch of like of of, like crazy lights and stuff but this is the one that feels most directly like a reference to the the end of 2001 a space odyssey yeah Um, it's it's like cutting back and forth between just like crazy lights and like them reflected in amaro's face and his like and his like space helmet it's like super clearly a 2001 reference um yeah 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 <laughs> lala's gotten all gooey yeah and then she like, yeah she like shows up and then she like melts of... into honey <laughs> during his vision yeah uh when they're when they like connect during the fight yeah uh but despite that he uh bonks charlie bull uh that makes it sound like he has sex with him we don't we don't know technically we do it's no, possible we do know uh. Um, and so yeah so Char hadn't sent out Lala to fight just to observe because um, one he doesn't really care if Zeon lives or dies and two he's very protective of her and doesn't want her to go in before she's ready uh, so yeah that's why they do the little mind hoppy but she doesn't actually uh, get involved in the fight. Yeah, but during the fight against the Brawl, though, it's learned that um, the gu- Amaro has become too smart for the Gundam. Oh, yeah! Uh, he becomes too fast. <laughs> and then there's this weird subplot where, like, these guys, these, like, red guys show up. <laughs> yeah! Like, these, little, these, these freaks! A, a, like, a like squad like... of, like, these dudes just in, like, red, like, full-body, like, turtleneck onesies. Squad. Yeah, and they show up <laughs> And they're just like, we have a theory, and we're gonna test it in your Gundam. And Amaro's like, what are you gonna do? And it's just like, just let us do it. And Bright and Bright is like, I hired them. And Amaro's like, why did you do this? And then they're like, we're gonna put magnets on all the joints of the Gundam. And Amaro's like, is, will that help? And they're like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's just these weird freaks tinkering with the Gundam. And Amaro and Sailor are just like, I don't like this. Um, but apparently it works. Yeah. And then, and then the Amara has a very silly back and forth where the scientist is like, uh, I hope you survive so I can get more data. And Amara's like, oh, well, it's good. At least you're honest about it. Yeah. Uh, and then also in this episode, they but, are evacuating. Zian is evacuating, uh, uh, Mahal, which is one of their, their closed cylinder colonies. Oh, uh, um, right. So yeah, they're, they're, so Giren 
the oldest son has basically de facto taken control. Yeah. And then we we get a um, <laughs> shout out to Hitler in his conversation oh, with yeah. his with, with, with this is dad. This is a wild yeah. Yeah, conversation. His dad, who is we remember from last episode looks exactly like Dave Lang of Iron Galaxy Studios. Um <laughs> and he's like he's like, Garen, are you familiar with Adolf Hitler? And Garen is like because, Hitler, the historical figure from the Middle Era. Yeah, because the, the, the run up to this is that um, Garen is telling about all his battle plans. Yeah, he has like and, this like weird football chart. And Dogbert is like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. Like, what the fuck, man? And then uh, Garen is talking about like new types and and how we're going to maintain the population at a, at, a, at a certain level, leaving only the superior races. And I was like, oh, we're 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 saying the quiet part out loud. And then they really yeah, said the they quiet part. They shouted the quiet part at the top of their fucking lungs because you're like, yes, he was a dictator, a man who failed to and, figure out the rest of the world. The, yeah, so you then, seem to be following in Hitler's footsteps. And, and, then, and then Gary is just like, "Sure, I'm a Hitler stan." Yeah, <laughs> which like, like the thing, the thing about it is that it, it's like honestly such a, a realistic conversation because like a thousand years from now, nobody's gonna fucking know who Hitler was. Um, right, exactly. You know, we're gonna feel about Hitler the same way that we we people now feel about like Charlemagne or whatever, where he's just like some abstract concept. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's such a because it's just like uh, uh, this follower <laughs> of Hitler has created a dictatorship together with Caecilia. Absolute democracy will only produce weakness, as with the Federation. This is what this is what Guerin says. Humanity will end up consuming yeah. itself, just as it's done in this war. See for yourself how Hitler's follower fights this war, and he walks out of the room, and then his dad is like, like looks down at the floor and just like, do not forget that Hitler was defeated. <laughs> yeah it is it is banana pants yeah it's a really weird uh, also there's a guy named butt sham hell yeah there's just like this uh, line so- i don't know if this guy was introduced at any point but like char like is like talking to somebody else and says butt sham you're supposed to be in the front <laughs> oh yeah 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 because when lala gets sent out for actual combat uh once once like she just like blows up a, a, a like a battle cruiser and then the dudes who were like covering her are like oh she's a fucking demigod we don't need to risk our lives protecting her and beat and bail but it's her first battle and she freaks out uh and yeah. then char's like what the fuck are you doing beefsteak um, but sham i i think this is the episode where I was surprised Hayato didn't die because mm. he get remember he gets injured before we we mentioned how there's that that uh, infirmary scene and then uh, in this episode I think it's this episode he basically returns to combat before the doctor yeah clears him I think and I was like there's no way he's not dying right he didn't die he doesn't die uh, which was which surprised me yeah. Uh, but he can't die because he marries Frau Bo in the future. He does. He does. It's Anna Gunn. Yes. Um, I guess. Oh, I guess Amaro is gay. <laughs> marries Char in ZZ Top Gundam. ZZ <laughs> Top Gundam. Uh, oh, so that's that's what they're hinting at when uh, right before the last battle, like when they're getting in the elevator, Hayato scarpers over to. Fra and like 
flirts with her for a second. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and there's it's a big fight with Char and Lala and Amaro, and there's a and there's a bop. There's a fucking kick-ass song uh, that goes along it with is, that. It is a it is a jam. Um and unfortunate and and there's this like crazy sequence where uh, Amaro, uh, no, it's, this is a little bit later. So yeah, Amaro, like Amaro, they I think they name Lala shit because they don't know its actual name. They name it Tricorn Hat. Oh right, it's called the Elmeth, but like it looks kind of like a Tricorn Hat. Yeah, so and they're like, sorry about this, Amaro, uh, but if that Tricorn Hat appears again. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I've especially been convinced so, yeah. since encountering that tricorn hat, and it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> We're, they're so, like yeah, so they've the, been calling so, us Trojan horse the whole time. We need to come up with an even stupider name to call them. <laughs> yeah, so they they have their first like skirmish, but neither of them like kill the other, uh, and they and they withdraw. Uh, what I did something like interesting about this show is like they're not too concerned with like spoilers no so like at the end of episode 40 after lala and amra have their first kind of scuffle uh they like are summarizing something that will happen and then like lala dies i (laughs) I was like oh yeah i anticipated that that might be the case and so i didn't watch any of the the end uh any of the like the like preview bits for the next episode okay uh and I was like, "Well, all right then. I guess, I guess, let, let us prepare emotionally because yeah. Lala's kind of cool." Uh, Char kisses uh, Lala, gives her a little smooch, um, and Lala tells him to wear his normal suit when he sorties, so that uh, yeah. if he gets it yeah. put put in the back of his space, he'll be okay. Opposed to his fucking suit. Um, oh yeah, this is also where Char gets doxxed by Kaecilia. Oh yeah. Uh, so she sits him down. She's like. So, gave up on your plan of assassinating all of us, did you? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I know your real name, Casaval. We played together as kids. He's <laughs> like, oh, that did happen, didn't it? Uh, and she's like, but you've got some new scheme in mind now, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to kill you. She's like, all right, well, we'll deal with this later yeah (laughs) unfortunately he's still too useful so she can't just fucking kill him right there so then Amaro and uh and Lala have like a brain moment uh they're like floating Uh, in so yes there's some really fucking cool imagery in in this episode yeah this this episode is one of the most like visually interesting it is the most visually interesting yeah um so so at first, yeah, Lala connects and <laughs> calls Amaro a bully for being mean to Char. That's in the previous <laughs> so episode. I thought she, I thought she did it again. She said, "If I don't defeat you, Char will die." Okay, uh, so, but she, yeah, in the first uh, episode she says, "You're being a big meanie by bullying Char or something like that." <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and then. Um, and and Amaro's like, is that the only reason you're fighting? She's like, yeah, Char saved me. That's a perfectly valid reason to fuck to murder thousands of people. Yeah, and Amaro uh, says, is it wrong to me to, of me to fight if I have nothing to defend? And and she says, it's unnatural. Well, she, yeah. Well, she says she claims that he has no, no, nothing to defend, no family, no homeland. Um, and uh, and he, yeah, he's like, does that make me like? 
I have nothing. I have no reason to fight. She's like, yeah, it's unnatural. And then there's a weird, like, bit of um, dialogue. Yes, after she says, after she says, there's no family in your heart, no homeland either, um, because he has kind of like given up on his mother and father. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, and side seven was destroyed. So that's like those are both kind of strictly true. But of course, he has a found family. Uh, which which he'll understand the importance of later on. Um, but then after that, he says, did it mean nothing that we met each other? Which is a weird thing to say. Um, like, I'm not sure how that's a reply to her saying you have no one to fight for. Like, what Like what does it mean that they yeah, met each it's, other? Yeah, it's a like, very strange... It's it's a sort of exchange, this this whole thing, where she's like, yes, the truth that one lives for. And he's like, does it mean nothing that we met, like... Um, I, I guess, it, I guess it, makes me, no- it makes me feel like this may be a translation subtlety that's been missed. Could be. Like, my best guess is that uh, he's being like, we we met each other kind of in a perfectly peaceful context. That gives us a reason to not fight each other. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, and whatever, whatever he means by that, it freaks her out. Uh... Yeah, and she's like, I think this was they, destiny, but why? If this is fate, they, then life is just too cruel. Uh, yeah, and he's like, get used to it. Life fucking sucks. You best start believing. Uh, in, you best start believing in bullshit, buddy. You're in one. <laughs> and then they're kind of just like um, doing like little mind mind melting for a while, and Char is like, snap out of it. We're fighting yeah, here. Says, Lala, stop fooling around with him. Um, uh, and then Char and Sela. Uh, get involved, and, yeah. and then, base, and then, uh, yeah, Sela like charges, and then Char is going to like cut her G fighter in half. Then somehow he realizes it's Sela and stays his hand, and then gets off balance, and then Amuro is about to stab his ass until Lala throws herself in front of his sword and Amaro unintentionally kills Lala. Yeah. Um, and and then there's this whole sequence where she says, people are changing. And Amaro says, yeah, that's true. You're right about that, Lala. And she says, Amaro, do you honestly believe that? And he says, of course I believe it. You and I were able to understand each other. Uh, and, she, and he says, one day people will even be able to control time. And she says, I can see time itself. And then we get some like real trippy, like light stuff in another song. Uh, and like, yeah, all sorts of weird stuff. God, there's so many cool fucking <laughs> images in this episode. Cause like, right, yeah, like, right this, before like, that I'll, happens, when uh, Amaro, water imagery. when Amaro snaps out of it, uh, there's this really cool, like, the the screen is like split into like three panels with with Sela in one, Char in one, and Amaro in one. Um, oh, that too. It's so fucking good. And then yeah, yeah and then there's all this water imagery. There's all this like weird color stuff, and like oh, it's all like it's all really cool. It's all like just like weird analog effects and stuff that you would do with like physical cells. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's impossibly good shit. Yeah, I, like I'm not sure what to say about it because like. It's, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if it like I mean I'm, there's probably something going on with the water imagery yeah um, but like everything else is just kind of like dope <laughs> it is it dope just... as fuck. what this reminds me of uh, a lot is the bit uh, in the third to last episode of 
Eva where Shinji has to kill Kaoru, um, which, um, uh... you know, it, it, it's, it's slightly different because Kaoru is a character who... Like, but but it, oh, but, right, right. but it is also it it is it, there's there's a lot of parallels there. I think I, I think in the sense that like, um, it's it's sort of the ultimate like like they have this connection between each other that nobody else has. Um, you yeah. know, like this very special thing, and then they have to because they're on opposite sides of a war because it's just the way that it has to be that they have to destroy each other. Um, yeah, you know, um, and he because he says I've done something I can never take back. Um, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So he is God. The 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 bit right after like she dies, but it like just cuts to like her eyes, and then the water is rising. Yeah, it's wild. It's, yeah, that whole bit is really good, and then like the weird like blurry like earths and like all the colors, and then that bit looks like the bit where Squidward breaks the time machine in SpongeBob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then when it, when her her ship finally explodes it explodes in like a perfect circle with like all of these like lines radiating out of it in spirals um yeah and the gundam is just like standing there it's oh like oh it's un it's impossibly good um you know and it's it, what I, I remember watching that and being like man there's still like another episode of this show uh there's still two more episodes of this show <laughs> yeah, how are they right, how are right, they gonna how, like... how are they gonna pull that off <laughs> um, i mean it, like they, they they don't top it but no like, um, yeah. but yeah like this is yeah, like, like the re- this feels like like the absolute climax but they still have plot threads to resolve <laughs> yeah you know, um i do kind yeah, of but... i do like it it's it's an interesting thing. I feel like like the show it might have worked a bit better if Lala had been given more time. Um, but oh, also sure. simultaneously, like I feel like it's it emphasizes the pointlessness of it in the sense that like these people have literally they literally just met. They have no reason to hate each other other than the fact that they're just on opposite sides of the stupid war. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, like they could they could have still just met, but we but we could have a more emotional connection to Lala. Yeah. As it is, she's more symbol than anything. But yes. Uh, yeah. And then this episode ends with them, um, with the, uh, the Zeons charging up their solar ray, uh, which is their version. The light of hatred. Yes. Yeah. People are melting in a whirlpool of light and they, blast it and they kill uh they just kill a million billion people um you know they destroy so, like a yeah, huge so chunk of the federation fleet once uh old zeon dad uh digbert dogbert um realizes that Giran is hitler um and proud of it he's like fuck this and he and he scuttles off to try and negotiate a peace treaty with the federation uh, and then that's that happens to be the same time when Giran uh, quote unquote happens. sets off uh, it's <laughs> sets, like sets it's like super his... intentional on Giran's part but he can play it off as an accident um, oh, I, I wasn't sure if he realized that's where he was at the time yeah, there are some conversations thought... later that he has with Kaecilia right before Kaecilia kills him um, well at that point he knows um, I thought I thought like someone t- like I thought he 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 realized that he had just killed his dad and was like cool 
<laughs> I, I interpreted that scene slightly differently. I interpreted it as okay. being more intentional, but I, I'm actually not sure. I mean, I forget. I forget too. Uh, and it's uh, not super important. The, yeah. the idea, the point is that he kills his dad and, and feels good about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, yeah, he gives this big, like, Nazi speech. Um, and, yeah. And so then they go in and they have to do an operation on Albaaku, which is their, their, like, final, the last stand of Xeon. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, Bawa. uh, yeah, and it's, then Amaro tells everybody, like, we're, I, I've had a vision, we're going to succeed. Uh, and then he gets in the elevator with Sela and Kai, and they're like, so how did you know that? And he's just like, oh, that was complete bullshit. I just said that because... Uh, yeah, Kai is like, was that true? And he's like, nope. I, but I knew they'd fucking panic if yeah. they, otherwise. Uh, and uh, then uh, Kai Kai laughs. Uh, and then Sela <laughs> uh, um, says... Uh, what a creepy laugh! And then Alvaro says he's not hurting anyone, and Sailor's like, "I know, but <laughs> I love Sailor so much." She's great. Uh, and uh, then, um, and then Char. So his his Char's robot has been damaged, and so he can't use it. And so they introduce him to the Zyong. Um, uh, and then and then they're like oh it's only like 80% complete but it can, it can the engineer say it can fly and then he goes down there and the engineer is like in its current state the Xiong can fight at 100% and Char just looks over at it and says but it has no legs uh, and then the, the engineer guy is like legs are just for show the brass doesn't understand things like that because it's true like at this point they're fighting in space and like it is true but it is so stupid <laughs> like they just they just they just like pulled the pulled the pulled the the veil off the entire like conceit of the mech show yeah. like, they don't need legs a mech is a, a mech is an inherently ridiculous idea yeah <laughs> But I just love him being. I, I, I it, it's got it's just like amazing comedic timing where Trish is like, but it has no yeah. legs. The guy's like, ah, I'm the press doesn't understand things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, uh, and then, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, what, what? Caecilia says his father, father was aboard the Great Deguin, yet you destroyed it along with the Federation forces. Why? And he says, I had no choice. Nothing would have resulted from an ill-timed peace initiative. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then she pulls out a gun and blasts his brains out. It's great because he like she she pulls a gun. And he's like, "Enough jokes, Kaisilia," and she's like, "Ha, ha!" Yeah, it just fucking kills it. Gaslight, gatekeep, uh, girl boss. Uh, and then she's like, "Get rid of that body." Yeah, and all the like dudes and, are stand in like the bridge are like looking around and they're just like, "All right, I guess uh, okay." <laughs> He died honorably in battle. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so she she takes over. She's like, um, if you think, like, if you think it's all right for a supreme commander to kill their own father, you can you can take me to trial after the war or something. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Char, Char fights with the zombie and. Um, He's, his force sensitivity isn't isn't as good as Amaro. Isn't, uh, isn't good enough. Yeah, and Kaecilia prepares to escape. Uh, oh yes, yeah, so that's yeah, that's episode. Yeah, now we're on episode forty-three. Yeah, Kaecilia um, realizes uh, things aren't going so hot, and so she prepares her getaway. 
uh, and then yeah because yeah because so um, Amuro, yeah, Amuro yeah the Gundam and and, and, the, and, and the Zeong are are both destroyed or are both take yeah, too much it, damage because they again. both get out and then they get into a gunfight and then they get into a fucking sword fight <laughs> it's a fencing anime now yeah they get into a fucking like where do they even get rapiers <laughs> they're just like in and like the thing is is, again like the rest of this this base is just like a like a standard like sci-fi like like it looks like the death star and then they're just in what looks like an art deco hotel room like a destroyed art deco hotel room (laughs) sword fighting yeah it's amazing uh and then sailor shows up uh Sailor shows up just as just during their their most gay moment. Dude, yeah, they yeah. are like like they they stab each other and then they press their helmets up against each other and they're holding each other in just like it's, the most like the most erotic poses. It's it's deeply gay. It's it's, uh, it's the gayest thing I've ever seen. He, but uh, yeah, Tomino was right. Yeah, he was like, completely he, right. Uh, he he was aiming for there to be a sexual erotic dimension to Char and uh, and and Amaro's relationship, and he nailed it. Um, and then Sa- and then Sailor uh, cock blocks. Yeah, and uh, and so she's trying to she's yeah we're all trying to figure out what the why Char is so insistent on killing Amaro. And before Sailor shows up, he's like, "New types like you are too dangerous right now. I'm going to kill you." Yeah, and then, uh, and, 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 and when they're when they're holding each other, uh, Amaro says, "Lala just told me that new types aren't meant to be tools for destroying each other. They're meant to be tools for fucking each other." Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Char says, "In the uh, battlefield, they're powerful weapons. That's just the way it is." And then uh, Amaro says, "But you're a new type yourself." Um, uh, he's yeah, and he says once Zeon is no more, because yes, uh, Sela is like you don't care about Zeon. Why are you doing this? What the hell? He's like once Zeon is no more, we will enter the age of new types. Yeah, and he he is trying to like set up something to prepare for that or avert that or yeah. I I mean I I get the sense that what he's trying to do is maybe kill new types because he wants to avert the age of new types. Um, but I'm, uh, I, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's, yeah, that seems plausible. That he th- that maybe he thinks that it would it would end up being some sort of like like two tiered like society that would be yeah uh, or like some I don't yeah yes uh, then the mask comes off the mask comes off yes so um, he had said something about why the mask stays on. Uh, uh, earlier yeah, in the show, remember. the mask stays uh, on he, during I th- sex. I, th- I, th- I think to symbolize to get how he had given up his old identity as yeah. Pasfal, um, and then he kind of has a final um, talk with Sayla where he's like, "I'm going my way, you're going your way," um, and he kind of, but then he he also accepts, I guess, his past, and so he's like, "I guess I still need to." kill the zombies yeah and, and so, so he takes yeah, the mask takes, off yeah he takes the mask off and then he grabs this like big like i thought it was like a rocket launcher no it's like some sort of like laser cannon and he yeah and he also this says is, uh is incredible yeah he, yeah he like flies up in front of kaecilia's escape ship and says garma here's a fel- farewell present i know you'll get along with your sister 
Uh, and then, <laughs> and then there's an amazing like reaction shot of Kaecilia's face as she looks at Char, where she just realizes what's about to happen to her, and then just the fucking laser just like shoots straight through her fucking dome. I actually I said a holy shit out loud when this happened. I yeah, went, it, it is brutal. It is so fucking good. Oh. Like yeah, she, it, it, it's it's incredible. Yeah, he, like she, she's taking off in her ship. He just like flies up in his little jetpack. She's like, huh? It's Char, and then he raises the the, the bazooka, and she's like, it's Char. Oh. And yeah, and the shot of of her getting blasted is yeah, it's wild. It's so good. It, it doesn't work at all in a screenshot because it, it's all in like the effect and like the it, like the shot is like super it- overexposed. And, and kind of stretched yeah. as, as she kind of gets blasted backwards. It's yeah. It's 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 yeah. Wow. It's really really good. Uh, um. And so and so now the the everything is everything exploding. Uh, Amaro got stabbed in the arm. He's like trying to get out. Sailor's trying to get out. Uh, all the white base people have been like all their mechs have been destroyed. They're fighting on foot um and the, and the white base itself is under siege and like is everyone gonna die um will they not survive and then amuro's third eye really opens yeah and he gave the ability uh, to he's kind to of like him. he's t- kind of falling in despair then he talks to lala's ghost um and she she tells him a few things and then he kind of sees everything and can talk to uh, the rest of the white base and guides them out of the of the exploding yeah uh, s- station and into an escape uh, ship in the the white base. The white base finally goes. It gets destroyed. F's in chat. F's in chat that, for the white that base. One picture of that guy saluting and screaming and crying. And then uh, this is where I, I was. I was thinking that Amro would. Uh, do a do a Christ like yeah uh, situation and and die for everyone else, uh, well, which wouldn't have made sense because Char hasn't died either and they have to die together or yeah. not at all. Um, but then, then yes, yeah, Sela is trying to reach out to Amaro to find him because they're all on the escape ship and they're like where the fuck is Amaro? Uh, and she can't do it. She can't. Uh, she, she's human beings can't change themselves so conveniently. But then the fucking the fucking little children are yeah. like detect him and I was like oh fuck are they new types? Well yeah, well that's the thing about uh, new types is that and this is elaborated on in future Gundam series, but like new types are made into new types by growing up in space. Oh right, is, is the thing. you did mention that yeah. a while ago. I mentioned that last episode, yeah. So like that, that's uh, and so they're like, oh, new types. he's 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 doing here, he's going there. Three, four, two. Wait, I can't count. Four, three, two, one, and then he appears out of an explosion. Yeah, um, in in like a core fighter that's like half destroyed. And he's like, I still do have a place to go home to. And this, uh, this because was... Lala was wrong. He does have a home. It's yeah. it's the crew of the white base. Yeah, and he um he does something terrifying, which is that he climbs out of the thing and then just sort of like tries to like propel himself towards. And she's like, dude, you are not tied down. You're gonna get gravitated if this ha- if 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 you if you keep this up. He's a, 
he's a brain genius, you though. Just, you can't he, just fly around in space. Because none of those motherfuckers are tied down to that escape ship. They're all just standing on it. And it's like, if you so much as slip, you're going to die out there, man. It's space. They're, they're holding on. They're, they're holding on. They are not holding they're on. They're just belts. standing there. <laughs> uh but yeah so he 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 makes it back everyone's crying and laughing um and then they have a little blurb about how the zeon sued for peace uh and that, that's it yeah and that is the uh, show we don't we don't follow up on char or the new types yeah uh, uh because they it, it would, uh, it would, I, had run out of money they couldn't make any more <laughs> of the show and the television network had told them to leave the office um oh god really uh no uh i don't i mean maybe oh. but, but probably not because they, they would have been working in in nippon sunrise and not at uh whatever right. television network broadcast this thing but yeah, yeah the the tv yeah. network was just like we can't we can't give you any more shows nobody is watching this this show and then they were like but please and then they were like okay we'll let you get we'll get you 43 but we cannot we can't do this anymore <laughs> um yeah, that is Mobile Suit Gundam. But yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff here that is that is sort of unclear, I guess, or is is like sh- like this show's sort of like soul is a bit confuzzled uh, in the sense that it it can't seem to quite decide whether war is a metaphor for war or whether war is a metaphor for growing up. Um, <laughs> you know um because there's a lot of stuff yeah. like the stuff especially stuff with like the little kids but like especially like near right. the end of this where it it stops being particularly interested in the fact that like it's notably like or like like that the idea that it's notably fucked up that these are child soldiers um and yeah. and starts instead just being like but also i i do think that this show like part of what that that scene with amaro's mom um you know, and 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 I, I was thinking about this when we talked about it in that episode last month, um, but it, it's taken until now for me to like fully, which is that like Amaro's mom mom's position is naive in the sense that like her opinions are correct, but they're no longer relevant. Um, like Amaro doesn't have a way out. Um, you know, and like like this is a show trying like like. In, in a sense, it's a show about, not about, because none of these kids choose this. And I think it becomes a lot more obvious in the second half that a lot of them don't want it or would choose something yeah. else if they were given the option. But they've been, you know, they, like, their home was attacked. And in order to save their own lives, they had to do stuff. And they've just become, uh, and, you know, and they've had to grow and, up really, really fast in order to make that happen. Yeah, and, and like the only kind of like interesting, like th- thing about like the chil- like the babies episode that they that they really should have focused on was that like this is these kids' home. The yeah. way is the white base. Like that is their home. That's their family. Like as fucked up as that is. Yeah. And I think uh, they, that's they, what, they that's what you need to grapple yeah, with. They try to they try to do that, but they say it weirdly. You know, they like they don't they yeah, don't quite yeah. express it in in straightforward terms. I think because it would kind of ruin it because they need to save that realization for the end for Amaro. And if everybody just has that realization in like episode thirty, it's not really <laughs> right, you know. right, 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 right. Uh. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Alex, <laughs> do you have a book to recommend? Yes. Well, first, we have a new feature. We do? That we're introducing to the podcast, which is rating uh, oh. what we've watched according to the nine delights okay so yeah so we need so to explain this uh did you, do you have the link if to you're the unaware post? i do with can the you, nine delights it, it is a uh a life philosophy a, a life philosophy um, d- d- introduced d- d- by twitter shit twitter user brooks yeah Otterlake. twitter shit poster brooks Otterlake at i underscore canadian known canadian uh so yeah so the nine delights are walking around fellowship deliciousness transcendence goofing amelioration coitus enthrallment and wild card so yeah the idea is you try each day you try to experience at least three of the nine delights that's his life philosophy um, we did, so I in our discord also... group chat we developed we de- devised a scheme for ranking television shows out of five on a scale of one to five um uh, based on how much they fulfill each of the nine delights. Yeah. Uh, so I. So let's see. Um, for walking around, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Mobile Suit Gundam a four out of five. I think at least there's a lot. Yeah, they, there's they, a lot of walking. I mean, wa- walking. If we interpret it as, as piloting wandering a through space uh, uh, and, and wandering around space, yeah. they 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 meander. There's a lot of walking. There's you. a lot of walking around in this yeah. show, uh, both literal walking around and also sort of like just travel in general. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. write this down. Uh, that sounds that sounds about right. Let's 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 do the first eight together, then each give our wild card. Uh, all right. So fellowship. Fel- fellowship, fellowship is five out of five, buddy. Like that, that's 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 yeah. what this as, show is as about. We, as we learned from the last show, the last episode, yeah, it's all about the fellowship. Yeah, five, it's a five out of five. D- this is this cr- fellowship cranked to the maximum. Uh, can we deliciousness? Can we get a zero? Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> like there's, except for the burger. There's one burger, uh, there, and there's one episode where they run out of salt, which is the opposite of deliciousness. <laughs> so that's a zero out of five. Yeah, that yeah the the. I mean, it's realistic in that you don't get good food in space. Yeah, or in the military. But, or in the military. Yeah, put those together. Whew, well, in the American of... military, because uh, American MREs are fucking garbage. And I just, I for years, my dad told me about this because my dad was in the military for 20 years. And he, uh, he told me all about that stuff. And I assumed that it was just true everywhere. And then I found out that in Estonia, they just have really good food in the MREs. And huh. that's fucked up. <laughs> Well, they have their budget. Budget priorities. They have their, priorities they have their shit order. together. Um, yeah. But yeah, Couldn't so be... transcendence. I'm gonna give this a three out of five. There's there's not a lot of transcendence in the show, but they like they like backloaded it. There's a lot at the end. Um, yeah, yeah. We get we get we get things get transcendent. Um, you know, so it, it's not it's not really uh, all the way through like it is in, for instance, Ava. Um, but it's there's yeah. there's a lot of transcendence like sort of sort of right at the end there they they pack it all in goofing. Uh, I'm going for a two. Mm, uh, yeah, the, two, two. I mean the the kid the kids the kids are there for goofing. They are attempted. Uh, I would describe we, them as attempted goofing. But, we but they are. But we don't like them. Yeah, they're bad. Is the problem with them? Um, there's also like there's some funny like animation moments and like there's funny interactions between between the crew but there's not a lot of goofing in this show no uh, there's not amelioration 
this is this, this one yeah this one this one's really tricky this one needs some and yeah this one is kind of kind of requires some interpretation based on what you're applying it to yeah because like amelioration is like like because you can say in a sense like amelioration is about like making something better um and 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 like 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 solving a problem and this episode this this show is a lot like star trek in that every episode revolves around a problem that they have to solve uh right you know but it it doesn't it doesn't feel as dedicated to it as something like star trek is um you know yeah and if you look at the kind of the 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 big picture like despite what mihari's ghost says it's not clear that things are getting better yeah um so yeah i I feel like it's like maybe a one or a two yeah i'd say so Uh, i'm gonna give it a one (laughs) coitus zero zero graciously zero zero out of five uh yeah except for one disgusting kiss between well yeah i mean like we do get to see several of the female characters fully nude but like that's not not horny yeah not yeah yeah and like the and the only like even like the only romance even is like mariah and bright yeah and and mariah char and lala for like one second uh yeah zero out of five because all of that is a very chaste romance a deeply unhorny show. All right, and then for the best. I feel like this is sort of sort of on the same level of transcendence, um, in that a lot of yeah, so like I, I, like maybe a little bit more because a lot of the fight scenes throughout the entire thing are pretty enthralling. Uh, I suppose. I yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of it kind of in in a in a how kind of how kind of sucked in I was to the show. Yeah. And it like except until the end, I I wasn't like hugely motivated to keep watching. Yeah, like, there it's are a, interesting bits. It's a show that I would have enjoyed watching more if I didn't have to pay so much attention to. <laughs> and like it's too long. Uh, uh, it also. is also too long. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling a three. That's fair. Yeah. All right, and then uh, wild card. Uh, what's your wild card gonna be? Gay shit. Gay shit. Uh, hom- homosexuality. Well, yeah. So we've got. I feel like Char that's the only appropriate. Amuro. I feel like it's the only appropriate wild card for the show. But that's that, that's like it, and it's only kind of like we only get like it's only at the end where we're like, oh, that's gay. So <laughs> three at best. Okay. Uh, two, two and a half. I'll pick a different wild card from you. Uh, I will pick. Might be, maybe even a two. I'll pick know. cool robot. This will be my wild card. <laughs> is this in the is this in the sense of of missing the point or or literally? I mean, cool literally robot. cool robots. Um, so uh, there are yeah, some yeah. of the robots in the show are cool. I don't think that the robots in the show are as cool as some of the ones in later Gundams uh, or in other mech series. Um, so like, I really I do like the default Gundam that Amuro pilots. I think that thing's cool. Um, I think the gun cannon right. is lame. Uh, the gun or the gun the gun tank is lame. The gun tank the is just kind of gun stupid. Gun tank is the dorkiest thing. It's the dorkiest thing, thing which is why Hayato drives it. Um, the gun <laughs> the, the gun cannon is just the Gundam but red. Um, yeah. And um, the G fighter is just a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Big Zam is really cool, but only because it's really <laughs> fucking stupid. 
Um, the weird, like, submersible mechs are, are, are kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't like too many of the Xeon mechs. I liked I like Big Zam a lot, but most of the Xeon mechs have a sort of, like, sort of bland kind of military aesthetic that I'm not super yeah. into, as opposed to, like, the sort of fun, like, toy aesthetic that a lot of the Federation robots have. Mm, um, so I'm going to give fair. this, I'm actually going to give this a 3 out of 5 for a cool robot. All right. Um, for for reference, like I would I would give I would give Ava a five out of five for cool robot. Those robots are really fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's good. my taste in robot. Um, all right, so Alex, uh, well, let me check our email. Let's <gasps> see what we got. Uh, we got an email from uh, I did I posted about this in the Discord, but we got a spam email from Charles Koch, like one of the Koch brothers. Uh, it's not oh, it's yeah. definitely not one of the Koch brothers, but the subject line is "Are you alive?" in all caps. <laughs> um, well we did survive watching Gundam uh, so did most of the crew uh, and yeah and he, he wants to give us uh, one million five hundred thousand uh, dollars uh, anyway uh, uh, we could use some we could use the we money. could use some we're, we, the, the, the jerks dome could use some liquid assets uh, if, if you if you are rich and want to give us money please do yeah uh do you have a book to recommend alex i do i do um i'm gonna recommend the little drummer girl by john le car you mean john le car uh, so le Car. who cares it's a fake it's a fake made up C- french pen ct cares uh, yeah ct cares uh so this is the only one of his i've read uh ct will be disappointed um but it's good and it's interesting so it like it's it's not so most of his books are kind of follow this this nerdy little spy named george smiley but this is this is a kind of a standalone uh book about a girl named charlie who becomes a uh spy for uh israeli intelligence uh in the in the early 80s so it starts out where she's just kind of this basically just this bimbo uh who is like part of this mid let's like mid-tier acting troupe and for whatever reason um they see like the Mossad see something in her and there's this elaborate recruitment process um and bring her in as a spy and so it follows her going undercover um and infiltrating kind of the palestinian resistance and gradually becoming less and less clear about what she's doing there and like whether the like her israeli handlers have anyone's best interests in mind let alone hers uh and it's yeah i was like given that it was written in the 80s I expected it to be more like pro-Israeli than it was. It is not. It is very much not. Um, he actually went and I think interviewed uh, Abbas during his like research for uh, the book, but it ends. I mean, ends in tragedy with her um, like regretting everything she's done and a, a whole lot of destruction and innocent people being murdered uh but it's it's a very like unusual book and 
I didn't. It, it's not some. It's not what I expected. And like that's what I've heard a lot of people say about Jean Le Carré is that he is he is not a spy novelist of the kind that you might expect. Yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, a. I've never uh, like campy. It's not like campy airport book. Yeah, I've never uh, read any Jean Le Carré, but I am a big fan of the 2011 Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy film. Uh, oh yeah, good ass movie. Um, uh, which reminds me, Park Chan Wook just did a, a mini series of this, uh, Little Drummer Girl, which I am uh, planning on watching soon. Oh, that's cool. And, I'm on yeah, the Wikipedia article yeah, for I, it, and my eyes glazed over that it was recent that it was Park Chan Wook, uh, which has me actually interested which, to see it because, which makes all the difference yeah which yeah. makes all the difference yeah <laughs> uh for the yeah as a big fan most famous of old boy but also the uh, handmaiden. handmaiden i am a big fan of both uh, the handmaiden and old boy both those movies fucking whip so yeah so uh john le Carre, little drama girl uh, i'm going book? to recommend uh city of quartz by mike davis uh, this has nothing, absolutely jack shit to do with uh, the show we watched. It's just what I've been reading recently. Um, so City of Quartz is a book about... So I, I recently moved to Los Angeles, as, as uh, many of you will know. Uh, and I don't know anything about Los Angeles, is the thing. Um, I, I was previously, before this, living in New York City, a city that I know a lot about because I've read The Power Broker, um, which is a, a really, really great book. Uh, different endorsement, but um, the Power Broker covers through being a ostensibly a biography of Robert Moses. Uh, it covers a great deal of early 20th century uh, New York City history um, because it's just sort of all this like swirling vortex around Robert Caro. Uh, and City of Quartz is not that, um, but it is a very interesting. Um, book about the history of Los Angeles um, and and the and Southern California more generally, uh, and sort of the forces of power that have shaped it uh, over the years. Um, so it's it's um, the content is really interesting. The way that it is presented is a little dry, but it is it's interesting enough that I I I've not found it difficult to read. Um, but yeah, and it's it's um, covers just a bunch of stuff um, about like the founding of the city in the early days and like you know real, weird real estate schemes that like brought people to Los Angeles and um, you know uh, it's 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 a really really interesting book and it's especially because Los Angeles is a city that doesn't seem to have history in the in public like it, it doesn't talk about it. it's like oh you know it, it, it's beyond like movies like fucking uh the artist la confidential and la baby. confidential and like well what i meant was like navel gazing sort of like hollywood like bullshit oh yeah um you know where yeah, people it, people it, like it, romanticize the history of hollywood but like the history of the city as a whole is i feel like sort of wiped away uh constantly so it's, it's really interesting to uh to to learn about that stuff um so yeah i would i would i would recommend it that is city of quartz excavating the future in los angeles by mike davis so alex nice. you are gonna get to choose what we're watching for the next two months so what are we watching next month well let's see it depends um have you seen nausicaa uh nausicaa the valley of the wind yes yes as you know because okay. i got into that whole thing on stream about whether or not nausicaa is wearing pants 
Right, 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 right. I forgot about that. Um, Why? Have you seen Tokyo? Hmm? Have I seen what? Have you seen Tokyo Godfathers? I have not seen Tokyo Godfathers. I really want okay. to. Let's watch that. Neither yeah. of us Yeah, all right. So we're watching Tokyo Godfathers so, uh, directed by Satoshi Kon. Uh, yeah, this is the one con that I have not seen. Apart from, par- I also have not oh. watched Paranoia Agent, um, but the one con film that I have not seen. Um, yeah, I'm very curious uh, whether or not it is good. Um, <laughs> we we will we will let you know. We will let you all know next yes, month. Yes, next month. Uh, so, Alex, where can people find you on the internet? I am on Twitter still for some reason. Uh, done, done, done. Until they destroy TweetDeck once and for all, then I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, and I'll be moving to Mastodon, where I am at Catalina at Selfie.Army. Selfie with a Y. I stream sometimes on our group streaming server, which is Trash.Cloud. How about you, Ken? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Profit underscore Goddess. You can find me on Mastodon at Profit underscore Goddess at Skeleton.Cool. I also stream at Trash.Cloud. You can find the video games that I'm making and have made at ProfitGoddess.Itch.io. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Animators for Jerks. You can find the show on Mastodon at Animators for Jerks at Skeleton.Cool. You can email us at Animators for Jerks at Gmail.com. Email us about what we're talking about next month, what we talked about last month, what we talked about any month, literally anything that you have to say. Um... Uh, <laughs> We are we are interested. We want to hear from you. You, yes, you. Um, you, like, yeah, you. Yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, that's next month. Tokyo Godfathers, Satoshi Kon, produced uh, by Madhouse, I believe. I haven't looked that up. Uh, so remember, there is nothing less important than anime. Good night. 覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝を雨の降り向くなのだ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠